Fatality. everybody welcome to fatality mk retrospective i am your host the fluff master supreme the one who knows the combos to make sindel scream big johnny d and allow me to introduce my illustrious co-host that threw you off a little bit didn't it buddy <laughs> allow me to introduce my illustrious co-host you know him as the doppelganger king of benga i like to call him that saucy aussie myself mr brody kano Kane. howdy my amigos now how am i meant to follow up with that that What's was that? so fucking good he Listen, comes straight yeah. out of the guys with that and i mean you know what dude i gotta give props i i know i give props to him every episode but that's the boss man dude that's just working with yeah. the boss man every week dude it's just starting to rub off a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> yeah he comes up oh. some pretty saucy stuff I, I'm, I'm impressed he does dude yeah, he does so welcome everybody to round four um if you've been following us live this is actually our third live episode but this will be our fourth audio episode dropping this wednesday so we have appropriately dubbed this episode Episode, remake reboot and redux and why is that sir what are we talking about today buddy we are talking about mortal kombat 9 mortal kombat x and mortal kombat 11 easily mm -hmm. three of the fucking greatest games like they this shit is like next level i'm impressed and uh i'm gonna apologize in advance hopefully brody and i will uh monitor our time on this one quite well because well let's be honest man we've been talking and with these games uh we could probably do a game per episode easily for an hour and a half, man. These games <laughs> fucking have a lot. But before we get into all of that, let's hit our uh, intro, our, our first section of the podcast, which we like to call our Slice and Dice. Brody, my brother, how have you been, man? I've been very well, Mr. Johnny D. Um, as I say on every show every week, I've been flat out at work this week. Um, and not to mention, though, it's been good, though. It makes the day go quicker. Um, I recorded a new show of Lights, Camera, exploitation yesterday with uh, mr bowser the boss man himself and nick reese excellent, um, excellent. yeah and we and we elaborate on easy rider so be sure to tune in on that it's going to be a fun episode nice um, dude what was, what was yeah. that 68 right 68 yeah, 68 69 it was somewhere in there um nice. i'm pretty sure it's 69 though but yeah nah fantastic film that one um what else what else oh i um received my dream warriors day bill and really yeah it was like super hard to fucking find i managed to find one here in australia um and it cost a little bit of a pretty penny or two but it was totally worth it um and it's in fucking pristine condition like it is mint um that is nice. Oh, and all, oh, I'm so excited. It's it's getting framed as we speak. Um, and uh, yesterday morning at 2.30 a.m., I decided to wake up, get on Arrow's uh, website and purchase a Blu-ray of, I don't know if any of y'all seen it. It's got Christopher Walken in it and it's called The King of New York. 
I've heard of it. I personally have not watched that, but nice, dude. It is a fantastic film. So that was just a quick, easy uh, 60 to $70 out the door. Um, but no, it's totally worth it. So yeah, other than that, been been pretty chill, mate. What about you? How, how have you been? Uh, I've been actually a great dude. I mean, a little stuffed up today. Got my first shot of uh, 5G yesterday. So, you know, yeah, going through that. Uh, it was a hell of a long wait in line, but uh, I'll be going back the 30th and then I'm good to go, man. So, you know, when we start oh, crossing yeah. state lines and shit after that, um, other than that, man, I've just been relaxing, hung out with some friends and family today. It was a nice day. I last episode, I might have mentioned it, but it didn't come yet. But I did pick up some MK stuff. Uh, I'm wearing one right now. This sweet fucking old school Goro shirt, dude, which I personally nice. absolutely love. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, like it's it's kind of hard to find stuff with like the classic MK1 art on it, dude, from like the uh, pamphlet and the old comics. So when I saw it, like, I mean, yeah, it's not from any like distributor. Like I personally like, yeah, it was right off Amazon. But it was like at the same time, I was like, I have to have it, dude, especially for the show. You know, and my personal um, on top of that, I also picked up and TJ left me on Gore more and I'm sure you saw it. But uh, I picked up Mortal Kombat Conquest and uh, oh, look at it. Yeah, man, because we're going to be covering that. In a couple episodes, probably not like, you know, per episode or anything, but just the series as a whole. But it's been so long since I watched it. I'm riding this MK train fucking full tilt, dude. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, and I'm loving every minute of it. Other than that, man, I picked up a new controller for the PS2 because I was playing all the new ones. Wireless, <laughs> by the way. But I was playing all the uh, mid ones that we discussed last week, Deadly Lions, Deception, and Armageddon. And then we got a couple throwbacks that we're also going to be doing s- uh, coming up that I want to play, which is obviously like mythologies and Shaolin monks. So, you know, just to get myself warmed up for those episodes, but yeah, other than that, man, I just been enjoying myself. Uh, been doing these show notes, crushing on that and ready to do this episode, buddy. Fuck so, uh, I think without further ado, I think we can jump into it. What do you think? Absolutely. My brother. Ready, bud. So, uh, you want to take it from the top, buddy? Yeah, mate. No worries at all. So, Mortal Kombat 2011. Our developers are NetherRealm Studios, publishers Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, directors Ed Boone, producers Hans P. Lowe, uh, Adam Urbano, and Hector Sanchez, uh, designers Paulo Garcia, John Edwards, our artists Steve Baran, Pav Kavaki. I think I said that right. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, writers John Vogel, Brian Chard, Dominique Ciancialo. Fuck. As good as I can do it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of these um, ones are definitely like, they're getting, uh, uh, they're getting pretty hard to, in that pronunciation there, but just we're going to try our best. Twisters. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, composers Todd Haberman, uh, Chris Velasco, uh, Sasha Dickesian. Mm-hmm. Damn, they really want yeah, me to right? struggle. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're probably grabbing everybody from around the world, man. They need the best of the best, right? Absolutely. And uh, what a mighty fine job that they did. I'm, I'm impressed with this game. Um, so... In Mortal Kombat 2011, a.k.a. MK9, we start off where the last began, on the battlefield of the Pyramid of Argos. 
Combat was waged its toll and all of the combatants have per perished, but all but two remaining souls, Raiden and Shao Kahn. As Khan is about to deliver his final blow, Raiden uses an ancient ritual to send back his memories to the past self in hope of this future never leading to be. We arrive at the first tournament and from there start a whole new story with the classic rosters and events of the first three games. All righty. Very nice. So before we get into our character list, like we always do and stuff like that, we obviously, I want to, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, yes, we did skip an MK here. Um, we did skip MK versus DC. We are not skipping over it completely. Um, we will be covering that in a later episode. However, that's not really anything to do canonically in the series. And that's kind of where Brody and I wanted to stay because obviously we've been going since the first one. So we kind of want to go with the main storyline or, you know, as much as it as we know of. Um, so even though, yes, technically DC MK versus DCU was MK eight, it, it didn't, it wasn't labeled as that and such. So that's why this one directly wasn't called Mortal Kombat nine. Um, and we'll get a little bit more on like even farther into that as we go down the rabbit hole here. But buddy the first time you saw this intro into this game oh like give me fucking chills yeah it, it, i mean i can remember picking this shit up at midnight dude because i was so stoked and i think i played till like five in the morning hardcore dude like it was just i couldn't put it down it was so good and uh i mean yeah, it was great. It was the first like legit Mortal Kombat on that generation of consoles and everything like that. Like once again, we had MK versus DC, but you know what I mean? Like we're getting our first legit Mortal Kombat, not a watered down PG-13 version of it. Fuck no. And this, <laughs> yeah, this comes yeah, this comes out of the gate like so fucking hard. I remember, yeah as I will talk about later when the first time I played it. But, yeah, I remember my brother brought it home and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And we just sat there for hours and hours and fucking played it. It was so, so good. Dude, and it's a beautiful game. I mean, I've been playing it this week. And if you guys haven't, you know, if you guys haven't played it in a while, I would suggest literally, like, especially if you got a 4K TV, man, throw that system on a 4K TV, dude. And fucking just take a look and you'll be like, what the fuck, dude? I need to start playing this again. So that being said, how about we go right into our characters here? And uh, I can take it if you'd like, buddy, and then uh, I can hand it off to you. Yep. No worries. Alrighty. So our characters of our base characters, and I would like to say, like, at least to me, this felt like a good ver This felt like trilogy without trying to be trilogy, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, because obviously, it's, yeah, it's, it's the start of an era. It's not the end of it. So we're not just like throwing everybody there because that's everybody who we had so far. It's just like, no, man, we're legit. Just we, hence the name of the episode, remake, reboot and redux. We are fucking everything you knew. We're just throwing it out the window and we're starting from scratch. And, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. I think it worked fucking beautifully, dude. They revived the series with this game personally, like 100%, man. They they knew what they were doing, and they I feel like they achieved what they, you know, set out to do. Fuck yes. All right, so our base characters are, and I apologize, because here we go. It's going to be a little long-winded. Karaka, Cyrax, Cyber Sub-Zero, if he beats story mode, 
Ermac, Jade, Jax, Mr. Johnny Cage, Cabal, Kano, Katana, Kung Lao, Liu Kang, Melina, Nightwolf, Noob Saibot, Quan Chi, also if you beat story mode, Raiden, Reptile, Scorpion, Sector, Shang Tsung, Shiva, Sindel, Smoke, Sonya Blade, Striker, and of course, Sub-Zero. Yes. So who do we got for DLC, buddy? <laughs> we have... Actually, I'm going to say him last. So we've got... No, go, you Ken, go right ahead. We, we, we've got Kenshi, Rain, Scarlet, and when I saw this guy on the fucking front cover, I lost my shit. Freddy fucking Krueger. My God. Mm. As soon as I saw him, my, my top just blew. I'm like, chuck it straight on. I'm fucking keen. <coughs> and, uh, and who else do we got, buddy? We got one other character. We have... And an exclusive, uh, we have Kratos for PS3. So. Yeah, got the big old God of War himself fucking coming in, dueling with the MK combatants. Um, but yeah, he let's even had a stage, cool. didn't he? He had a stage, dude. He was kind of weird. Um, I didn't have it personally on PS3, but I did get to dabble in it a little bit, so at least I know. You know what I mean? Like I kind of knew like what he brought, and yeah. They handled the character very well. Like it was cool that they brought in like the button prompts from the game and everything. Cause obviously, you know, you play God of War. That's what you fucking know, man. It's button. Prompt. And if I'm not mistaken, dude, like he, I don't know if it was his stage or if it was just his fatality. And I, and I apologize to our listeners if I'm fucking saying this wrong and I feel like it was a stage, but a stage had multiple fatalities depending on your button prompt. Yes. Right? No, that's correct. That's okay. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, Case in point, if you hit like triangle, because obviously you're playing on PS3, uh, triangle might throw out like a bunch of fucking spears that'll like catch you as you're falling down. But if you hit like square, it'll fucking come out with it'll like this cube thing will flip and it'll be like, yeah, like giant fucking like meat hammers, dude. And it'll fucking just, like squish your ass right there. And uh, <laughs> no, I thought they did a great job with him. I, it was cool that they incorporated all his you know, like the Medusa head and all that. You know what I mean? They had all his extra weapons, dude. He had the big, like fucking lion fisticuffs. I'm blanking on the name right now, but no, he was a cool addition. Um, and sadly, he obviously, you know, he's PS3 exclusive. He's a Sony boy, Xbox guys like myself. We didn't really get anybody, but you know, a little bit on that later, but let's go back to fucking Freddy, dude, dude. Okay, so case in point, we got Remake Freddy, which was a little upsetting at first because I feel like yes. most of us as horror fans, we shit on the remake, dude. It just was not good. It wasn't the dude who played Freddy's fault. I think he actually did his acting appropriately. I think the like the material that he was given yes. was just shit. You know what I mean? Like We all knew Freddy was a, a, a potential rapist. However, it wasn't so just fucking on the nose in the old ones as it was in the new one. And that's, to me, what at least was like almost made it distasteful. It was just kind of like, ew, like I can't even fucking root for this dude as like in a fucked up sort of way like we always do with our killer. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I don't know. I've got no sympathy for uh, people after they reveal shit like that. And as you said, it was like right in your face and you're like, Ugh. it really yeah. takes away the, the element of mysterious um, just about his character and that. And But yeah, like you said, Jackie Earl Haley, when I found out that he was playing Freddy in the remake, I was like, this has got some fucking potential because I'd seen him in a previous film called Little Children and that was sort of like he was a 
pedophile in that and he was really creepy but they didn't really throw that in your face it was the other characters doing that throughout the story just telling you his story in a was sense. that pre-watchman or after watchman i think it was so little children might have been after watchman okay i i mean i've seen watchman obviously um yeah i can't say i've seen little children but nice dude okay yeah. So, yeah, but like you said, like, um, I really, I was a little bit disappointed seeing the remake Freddy is. However, I do, I still, I'm still playing with him every day of the week. And he's a fun character to fucking play with in this. Yeah. And you know what, dude, like say what you fucking want, man. It's, it might seem silly. It might seem corny, whatever. Dude, MK writers know how to write a story. And I'm not Fuck. even talking about story. I'm talking about just our generalized, like, character backgrounds and potentially even their endings of like arcade towers right so like yes. here we got freddy dude and we all know freddy he i mean it's it makes it a little bit mortal combat like a little bit more ask obviously because we're in that realm but when freddy kills his victims he's stealing their souls i mean we got this in multiple versions especially you know he's exposing his chest he's got all the people stuck in there so like he's killing these kids he's absorbing their souls so that fits perfectly with Mortal Kombat. Shao Kahn was pissed off because all of a sudden now there's another dude who's fucking coming in and steal on him, stealing in his shit, or at least what he considers his, right? And so he fucks over Freddy. He, I think he put a curse on him. So it actually got rid of his like demon powers per se. So it yes. brought him into the real world. So Freddy, in order to, try to get everything back this is where this is why he has two gloves everybody's like ah oh, it's stupid he has two gloves it's like no 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 they wrote a small sweet story to where it makes sense so he yeah. double gloved up because he's going in to fight all these actual fighters and i believe he actually used some like magic spells or something on the glove so that's what still gives him his his quote-unquote powers in the game yeah. but that's why he's not like full obviously like dream dream demon status as we all know and love yeah until you say his fatalities of course They're oh dude fatalities are great and the fact that it's not the main voice of uh jackie earl haley so like yeah. it's just the laugh and the laugh is close enough to where it almost kind of sounds like robert england's to me like i i could i can like you know close my eyes and i'm like okay we're almost there just that <laughs> like yeah. that nice deep and dude he's fucking fast he's so fast dude and i fucking oh. love him for that like I do love Freddy. And at the same time, I feel like we have to mention, unfortunately, because of the rights of Freddy in this game, this game is just fucked. Yes. You can't buy it anywhere online or anything. I don't want to get too much into it because I think I got it that in a little bit of behind the scenes. But um, yeah, man, it just great addition to a character, but unfortunately just kind of screwed us in the end at the same time. Yeah, if you have this game, definitely hold on to it. Cause oh, God, yes, yeah. dude. Like, you, you got to try to find a physical because that's all you're going to fucking get nowadays, man. And, you know, I, I didn't personally research them on eBay. I should probably look up. Um, but, I mean, I can't imagine they're going super-duper expensive. Nah, but, not at all. All right. So, to finish up our characters, we do have a few unplayable characters to mention here. So, we do have Goro, who is obviously – he is playable in the Challenge Tower. Kintaro, who is playable in actually the PS Vita version – um it's it's in that version of the challenge tower and shao khan who is also playable in the ps version ps vita version of the challenge tower um 
I kind of forgot about the challenge tower until I took a look at it today, man. I forgot that motherfucker's like 300 levels, dude. So at some point in my life, fucking Big Johnny D just grinded on that shit hard because I was already completed. I was like, oh, man. So fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, it was a bitch. But uh, so with MK9 or MK2011, however you'd like to call it, I think MK9 is just probably the easiest way. Um, we definitely, whole new game, whole new era, new systems, quote unquote. Uh, so obviously we get some sweet additions in this game. So buddy, what did we get for additions? Uh, so basically this is the first game in the series uh, to introduce guest characters. So, uh, and it is also the first fighting game in the series to feature more than just one guest character. Uh, from the other franchises. Uh, uh, in this case, you got Kratos from God of War, uh, obviously Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, um, we've also got a new challenge tower with over 150 different challenges. So if you've got a lot of time on your hands, you are set. I mean, if, you're, if you've beaten story mode a few times, you've beaten tower, you know, it's definitely something to, I don't think it's one... I, you know, I'd be impressed if somebody sat down right from the get go and just beat that tower straight up, dude. I don't. I'd be interested to see how long that would take. Oh, absolutely! I don't, and I bet you there's someone out there that obviously has done that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm if sure. You, if you are listening to our show, we are very impressed, my buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I hope they fucking uploaded that shit on YouTube or so, just so I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a new meter allowing build uh, build up to pull off en- enhanced moves, uh, breakers, and X rays, which are added, uh, allowing you to get a fatality esque mid battle attack and at least thirty percent damage against your opponent. Fuck! When I saw X rays in this, I I I fucking lost lost it. I'm like, is this his fatality? And then. <laughs> No. And then you follow up with the <laughs> fatality after it. I'm like, what the fuck are we getting here? Um, so that being said, as you were talking about x-rays, I definitely have a love hate relationship when it comes to x-rays. Yeah. Um, obviously they can be, dude, they can make or break your game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, a 30% hit right off the bat with a one button prompt. Now, granted, you ain't going to land it all the time, obviously, especially if your opponent's paying attention. But you pull that shit off, man. That is crucial as fuck, dude, and can definitely swing shit in your direction. At the same time, if it's getting done to you, God damn it. Do you know, I, I mean, I get fucking royally. Like, I'm personally a fan of more of the over-enhanced moves, but obviously, you know, you got to pick and choose as you go through the battle, as we know. Um I feel like I get too impatient to build it up to the x-ray. <laughs> if that makes sense, dude, I'm just like, I'll just throw out like two enhanced moves or maybe like save up for a breaker if we're, you know, if worst case, but what a fucking insane addition, dude. Like just oh. like just crazy. The fact that it's, I mean, let's be honest, dude. And especially getting later into the series, which we'll discuss the x-rays just get nastier and nastier, dude. Like, if we looked at Mortal Kombat in a realistic situation, to which obviously we cannot, these X-rays, man, these people would be so fucking dead before they even got to the end of the goddamn <laughs> fight. It's not even funny, man. They're breaking necks, fucking stabbing through eyeballs and fucking everything. You know what I mean? Like, dude, full head stabs and shit, dude. Like, looks beautiful, looks fucking nasty. Always kind of gives you that like, ooh, fucking kind of feel when you see it. Like, no matter how many times you do see it, you're just like, fuck, dude. Yeah, I, I normally don't get really pissed off, but when there's an x-ray happening on me and I've kicked this guy's ass so hard and then he just follows up with that, I'm like, 
fucking just smashing pads, smashing the fuck out of It fucking hurts. Dude, right, we'll see. I got a buddy Logan that I play with a lot, dude. We played MKX, man. And that motherfucker always pulled them shits out, dude. And it was just like, mm, every time, dude. I'm like, you know, I would try my best to block it and shit. And sometimes I could get it. But, dude, when he landed, I'd just be like, God damn it. Like, motherfucker, dude. Because you really, just know. Really? Yeah, it rubs it in your face. It's like you have to sit there and watch this motherfucker just fuck you up. Right. Not only that, but like I, as, as much as I'm paying attention to that, dude, I'm just watching my health bar. Just be like, it's like, ah, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christmas. Oh, my goodness. So what else we got in this uh, for additions here, buddy? So we got uh, true tag team combat, um, allowing two players to battle together. This was a fun feature. Uh, I wish yes. they had it a little bit more honestly um especially like you know you could battle with your buddies back and forth back and forth but after a while like you know you're like okay let's change it up or something but this is kind of nice you can stick with the game and co-op with your boy especially going online dude and like see how best you can do and and the i i personally loved the tag-in combos that they had that yeah. shit was nice dude like where it would instantly bring them in with a hit so, you know, especially if you're talking to your boy and you can prep him, you're like, all right, man, get ready. You know what I mean? Like, so he's not just thrown out there into the fucking <laughs> like, oh, God, what's happening? But yeah, man, that was fun. I wish it came back. Um, yeah. So However, it we, was fun just to throw your mate in like uh, mid battle. Just Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, dude, if you were getting crushed and you're just like, I don't know what to do, <laughs> you know, just like, fuck it. You're good. I got <laughs> My thumbs need to take a breather. <laughs> so, yeah, we also, um, this is the first game in the series to introduce uh, battle intros. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I know some people weren't necessarily a huge fan of it and they've definitely stuck with it. I like it. I think it adds a little bit more to the fight in itself. Um, a little bit of trash talk. Yeah. Right. It's, it's trash talk that you don't even have to do. Your character's already doing it for you. So that, it, you know what I mean? It kind of amps you up just that much a little bit more. You're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> uh, uh, also technically, uh, well, well, not technically the first game in the franchise have story mode, um, including Mortal Kombat versus DC. It is the first time in the main, uh, canonical storyline story to where you play a fully flushed out story playing through numerous characters. Yeah. Um, so if you took out the actual gameplay within the story, which is set right off the bat at medium and two rounds. So depending on if you want to tweak it or not, if you took those battles out, you're getting a full story at two hours in 35 minutes, I believe I counted it out. Jam. Yeah. We just got a whole fucking MK movie, dude. Another <laughs> round was just like, you know what? We're going to give you our own Mortal Kombat movie, dude. And they did it. And it was fucking fantastic. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And the lead ins to the fights are great. Cause like, yeah, they have some fighting in the thing, but obviously it's kind of like a punch and a kick here, there, some shit talking. And then they let you do the dirty work, which is like, <laughs> you know, that's what you want. And, Absolutely. Oh, the first time, and I remember, oh, I believe it's Sonya Blade. So you'd be in chapter two. But I remember the first time playing, dude. And she's trying to escape the island, or maybe she's looking for Jax. But you have to fight Katana and Jade. 
And I just remember getting so fucking pissed off at that fucking mash so much, dude. <laughs> it's like, I think I put it up on hard just to kind of be a little cocky. Like, I was like, oh, I'll try it. You know what I mean? No, dude, I put that shit back down on medium. I ain't going to fucking lie, dude. Like, that was <laughs> like, oh, I mean, it was great. It was cool to fight two people, but it's also sucked because you're just like, oh, well, I don't have a partner. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I hate playing with Sonya at the best of times, let alone fucking taking on two other people. I mean, she wasn't terrible in this game, but no, you're right. She's definitely not like my go-to by any means, especially like out of any of the characters. I, I like her a lot. I think they did really well with her in this game, especially like uh, redesigning some of her movesets and shit. But So with that being said, that was our addition. So we are on uh, behind the scenes here for MK9. Alrighty, so Mortal Kombat MK9 or Mortal Kombat 2011. Um, in early development, the finisher theme for it was actually the same exact one. Um, they, it was the same exact one that they used in MK versus DCU. However, uh, during development, they actually made their own. And so, you know, they didn't want to full just copy and paste as like we discussed in last episode. Sometimes they like to do. Yep. And if it's it okay. Broke. Yeah, it, right. If it ain't broke. Oh, you just said that, dude. And I was just instantly like, man, we could start ranting about that new theme that just <laughs> dropped this week. But maybe we'll do that in a little bit. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> right? That'd be like a 10-minute sidebar of like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Long story short, the new theme for the movie dropped. Brody and I are necessarily not the biggest of fans. Um, if you like it, cool. I'm not going to, you know, diss on you for any reason for enjoying it. Uh, I just fucking hate dubstep. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it means that you just have shit taste in uh, music if you do like it. I mean, I feel like dubstep was over like seven years ago, dude. You know what I mean? Like it was good for, dude, my buddy Pete said it perfectly. Dubstep was good for a summer and it was done. Like that was about it. <laughs> Hey, uh, this Pete guy, yeah, he's a fucking pisser. You know he's, Pete Pete Ward. He started following us on Instagram, and I was just one day just sitting there going through his videos. I was in fucking stitches, bro. I, and I hope he listens to this at some point. If he doesn't, I mean, listen, I met Pete through a, a mutual buddy that we all know, uh, Mr. Joe Gallo. And yeah. dude, Pete, you, you, no lie, dude, Pete, fucking, I don't know what it is, dude, but what anything that dude does, it just fucking gets me, dude. Like I. I, I fucking love him, dude. He's fucking fantastic. I love uh, I love his little rants, dude. He just has like the perfect he's like that perfect fucking energy that like he's so pissed off, but it makes it funny at the same fucking time. And I just I fucking love him for it, dude. It's great. Um, yeah. He's actually he has his own podcast and he he's actually uh, was doing a little MK. He was doing more streaming stuff and everything. And then he broke it down, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we were talking about like this game and stuff like that. And we were going back and forth on just like the battle rights with Warner brothers and Freddie and like, you know what I mean? Like him and I, and obviously yourself, we fucking love this game, dude. This game is great. Yeah. And yeah, dude, like I, I don't want to say too much cause I obviously I got it here in the behind the scenes, but uh, yep. Yeah, dude. Uh, that motherfucker, we were talking about this all last night, dude, for like probably like two hours, <laughs> or maybe like two, maybe it was two nights ago. But uh, all right, let's go back to the behind the scenes here. So uh, as the release grew close, the demo of the game was actually hacked, uh, revealing the entire game, characters, stages, all that good stuff right before the drop date. So 
while awesome for us fans, kind of shitty for Warner Brothers and NetherRealm. You know what I mean? They got their fucking cherry popped a little early. They couldn't do what they wanted to do. Yep. So this is the first MK game to be released without a manual, as well as the only fighting game to not actually have one on the 360 or PS3. Now, you might be saying, Big Johnny D, what the fuck are you talking about? I remember shit in that game. And, and you're not wrong. There is some stuff here in this case. But let me just say, you got, and TJ's probably laughing that if he watches this and me pulling the shit up, you got a fucking MK catalog. So if you want to order fucking MK merch, yeah, they got that. Got some shirts, all that bullshit. I'm sure it's the stores down, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you pre-ordered or maybe not, you got, you know, an avatar skin for Scorpion for Xbox. So now this little behind the scenes here, it says there's no manual. Now, it's kind of a yes and no. Here's the manual. That's it. That's the fucking manual. <laughs> it doesn't say anything how to play the game. It just talks about Xbox Live and some like, you know, the seizure warnings that we always get on every video game. That's it. So, yeah, this was uh, this was a changing of the times, unfortunately. Um, I was saddened by it because I always love a good new game manual. I feel like most kids our age growing up in the 90s and stuff with video games, like that was one of the best things, dude. You get a new game and on the ride home. You know, you're reading that fucking manual back to front and like every little piece you can. Fucking so, up. Yeah. And uh, now we couldn't do it, but that's all right, I guess. So it is flawed. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, yeah, you could have went and got the Brady games uh, or Brady games, uh, big ass manual and shit like that, which I think I, I have it over there. Never opened it. Somebody gave it to me. Yeah. Well, somebody gave it. To, I don't fucking use the giant fighting manuals, dude. Like, I don't. I'm like, dude, I'll just chop into it and figure it out myself. Um, but it's kind of nice as to like a, a collector's thing, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, um, so this is the only game to feature the level, the bell tower, and not have a stage fatality on it. Ooh, yeah, we didn't get our ten foot. Yeah, we didn't get our ten foot spikes like we did before in uh, MK3, which. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sucks major balls. Yeah. What else we got, buddy? You want to take it off? You want to take the rest of them? Yeah, man. Um, so this is the first in the series to be uh, developed under NetherRealm Studios. And let me just say, NetherRealm Studios are fucking... Uh, uh, what you have done, very exquisite, very exquisite. Yeah. Um, our last one before this was like, so I think we mentioned in the last episode that we said like Armageddon was the one that kind of tanked midway. Yes. Um, yep. It's kind of a yes and no, because technically MK versus DC was the last midway MK. But when we were talking last episode, it was, we meant like the last canonical MK was that was Armageddon from midway. So, um, but yeah, man, Midway disbanded. Warner Brothers picked that shit up. Ed Boon's like, we're making our own fucking company. And NetherRealm Studios was born. Anything that motherfucker touches turns to gold, I swear to God. Absolutely. And I apologize for me blowing my nose here, everybody. I'm a little, <laughs> little uh, stuffed up. I'll try to meet Too my much mother. nose candy. Yeah, I wish I could say that. I think, unfortunately, it's uh, getting that vaccine yesterday, but I think my body's just uh, kicking my ass for it. But that's all right. Uh, so this is the first game to introduce characters Kenshi as well as Quan Chi to a 2D uh, plane fighting style, which I really like. I like that they've introduced that 2D style of fighting back into this game. Yeah, and um, 
I mean, I don't know if you personally remember, but it was right before MK9 dropped that yes. Street Fighter 4 dropped. And oh. Street Fighter 4, and I'm not saying they were the necessarily the reason, but I do think it was kind of like the catalyst of this whole, like, returning to 2D platform. Because obviously, even the Street Fighters, they went to a 3D arena style beforehand with, like, I, I, I'm sorry with the Street Fighters. I'm not the great, but I think it was, like, Street Fighter Alpha 3 or something like that. Like, there was a couple 3D ones. Um, But Street Fighter 4 went back to the OG formula, 2D character backgrounds. Uh, it was almost like a two and a half D because the character models aren't straight 2D. You know what I mean? They do have a three dimensional presence to them, but fighting all on a 2D plane. Yes. Um, and I, for one, can only say I'm glad they did it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it worked out great. Fucking nice. You can't bait that 2D. It just gives you that mad nostalgia. It does. Three games. You're, you're you're absolutely correct, sir. Um, I mean, deception that that era. They tried something, but I feel like they just knew. You know what I mean? They even kept that with MKDC. We still got the arena thing, and I think it was just yes, because we're rebooting this shit. We're reducing it. You know what I mean? We're we're bringing it back to its original formula, but giving you something new with it. Yeah, Everything all right? Absolutely. Bud? Yeah, no, I was just, I was like wondering what the hell that was. I think it's the rain. Oh, I don't know. Can yeah. you hear that? No, I was gonna say, I didn't hear anything pop up. So I was like, somebody awesome. sneaking in behind you or somebody <laughs> creeping up on me. Yeah. Creeping right. Jesus. There. Um, because of them losing the league rights with Freddie Krueger, Warner brothers uh, pulled the game from all digital stores. As we mentioned earlier, uh, Steam, <laughs> PlayStation and Xbox and, and has disabled online play. So that is very shit. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that, buddy. Because I think, you know, you and I talked about this the other day. Yes. Okay. NetherRealm Studios or anybody from NetherRealm Studios, if you ever happen to hear this or anybody on Warner Brothers Interactive, I don't, I, I doubt it would get to you, but God damn it if it does. Drop Freddy Krueger off as much as Brody and I, you know, talked about how much we loved him. Yes. Get fucking rid of Freddy Krueger re-release mk9 please and we're not the only fans screaming about that dude this was such a good game such a fast game you just all the like there was no bad additions no bad improvements on this game you know what i mean like it's a the game in itself is gorgeous the backgrounds are phenomenal when we get to our questions man Brody and I discussed this before with these three Mortal Kombat's and the questions, if you guys have paid attention to our last episodes, dude, these were fucking hard to answer today. Like, fuck. Oh. Yeah, dude. Talk about decisions. And I mean, we're rocking new engines, dude. Like the whole fucking nine. And I just, I really wish like you could still play online. I wish you could find like granted. Yes, I have the physical. I can still play it, but it's like, yo dude, like, if I could pick that shit up on Steam for like 20, 30 bucks, homie, I would fucking do that in a heartbeat. Just knowing that like you or like Pete or like somebody else could like, have, you know what I mean? Like, so Warner Brothers, oh, fucking I. give us, get rid of Freddy. He's not even needed for that. Everybody else is all MK based in that game. So there shouldn't be any other issues on top of that. You know what I mean? Like, fuck all, dude. Like, I don't know. That's the one crushing blow I feel of this game. 
Yes, and well, what what if they were to re-release it with a Warner Brothers character that was from a horror film? Or it didn't even have to be necessarily like they could put in like one of the droogs from a clockwork orange. Oh, maybe not now, actually. Well, uh, I'm wondering if they had any other character, and I couldn't personally find it with this one, but I wonder if they had any other characters that they wanted to utilize. Oh, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Here's one. You already got all right. So you already got the sprite and everything set up for Shao Kahn. Just put fucking yes. Shao Kahn in there. Or Goro. Yeah. One of the two. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know, we get Goro and fucking the next one. We get Shao Kahn and MK11. We will talk to about that later. But you have other characters that are already in the game that are set up that fight. You know what I mean? Like, so yes. you could easily just swap that in and out. And I think, dude, especially with the drop of this new movie, everybody's fucking all little MK crazy like ourselves. Uh, yes. Dude, I think it would sell great personally. Fuck yeah. All especially if they- it was bring back a previous character that's, and, and it's sorted. Right. Like, and you can do that and you can drop it as like, I mean, granted that was on 360 and PS3. So it was already set up for like a 720p. You know what I mean? Like, so with the new games, like how they've been like kind of redoing stuff for like Xbox one or anything like, like just do that. You know what I mean? Like clean it up a little bit more if you can, or if you want to, I don't, like I said, dude, playing it on the 4k this week, she still looks beautiful, man. So I I don't even know if you would really have to do a lot of work to it. Um, I, I just re-release it as as it is, and then just introduce one of the previous characters from the. I mean, how many fucking previous characters that we have in the past that aren't actually in this film? Uh, oh, game, so know? many. I mean, okay, so I could have. We have done in previous episodes. We listed cameos that have been in the game. Yes, I didn't want to do that this time because the cameo list was almost longer than the actual fucking base character list, dude. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, we're gonna be talking five minutes of just about character names here. <laughs> um, I mean, dude, you got Motaro in it, Kintaro. You got like all these weird fucking background ninjas and background characters and shit, dude. Like, yes, it, it's just crazy, man. Like, it, this was great. Like. Like I said, this was trilogy, but without trying to be trilogy. You know what I mean? It wasn't an ending. It was a beginning. And yeah, yeah, it was fucking just phenomenal, dude. Like, I'll still be playing it even after this episode, just because I'm like, like I said, dude, like it was kind of like a little nostalgia. I was like, God damn, dude, I just forgot so much about this game. (laughs) But uh, all right. So with that being said, I think that is the end of our behind the scenes yes so we are on our big old questions for this game Ooh. we are 43 minutes into just the first game buddy just to let you know <laughs> Damn. that's why i'm like okay we're gonna have right on the questions here we'll try we won't try to speed too fast through the other ones but we'll try to like you know keep it a little yeah. bit better so yeah, right. questions first time you played it and what did you play it on buddy uh, I played it on PlayStation 3. Um, like I said earlier, my brother bought it home for the first time. Uh, first time. Well, he did technically, but, um, you know, yeah, play, PlayStation 3, um, I remember, as I said, seeing Freddy Krueger on the front cover, immediately chucked it in, didn't even worry about fucking story mode, just wanted to play as Freddy Krueger straight up. Did that for a bit, wore him out, and then – proceeded to do story mode and yeah i was blown away uh, blown away by this game um and the little 
callback and references to like there was even times where you see smoke behind the tree in like like Mortal Kombat 2 but you'd seen it from his point of view throughout the story I thought they were cool little easter eggs that they threw in there and like you said it's a it's a retelling but it's not a retelling of the first three like it has its own little story Um, it's weird like that's why I kind of said that's why I I feel like the title of this episode is appropriate for it because is it a remake is it a reboot or is it a redux it's kind of all of them you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, and and I appreciate what they did with that. I think that was cool. But yeah, uh, what about you, Mister Johnny D? Alrighty. So the first time I played it, I actually, uh, funny enough, this shit dropped at midnight, right? And this was like when you're talking right after the 2010s. GameStop was really big with its midnight releases and all that other shit, right? So me being the MK fucking nerd that I am. I worked second shift at that time. So I would have got out at 11 o'clock. I would have been home right at midnight. But did I want to do that? Fuck no, dude. I took the whole day off and literally sat in my man cave and played all the MK games I had up to this point. And why did I do that? You asked because GameStop was holding an MK tournament with the new game two hours before launch. So at 10 o'clock, dude, they had all these people, dude, and it was fucking awesome. So they rented a big old TV from the fucking rent center or whatever down the block. Uh, I think we were playing on PS3, if I'm not mistaken. But they got everybody in there who was because it was something you had to sign up like a week or two in advance. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't something they did all the time, but it was just it was fucking awesome. So they get all of us in there. They do the head count. They lock the doors. The guy, his name was Tim. He he was the manager at the time. He goes over, dude. He pops that in, and we all watch it load up. And I was just blown away by the fucking title card of it, dude. When you just see Mortal Kombat come up, and then you see Scorpion and Sub Zero just fucking breathing, dude, and moving. And it looks so good, so fucking good, dude. And just clean and like, what the fuck is this? I was just playing Armageddon. This is what I'm about to play now. Like, holy shit i mean i was playing mk versus dc but you know what i mean still just totally different aesthetic of it like mk versus dc was great oh obviously once again different episode um but yeah so i got to play it on that everybody was main in this everybody was coming out the gate doing scorpion and i understand dude scorpion's usually the first easy one to pick up i'm just like no nah, dude i'm gonna go sub-zero so I won my yeah. first match. I won my first match in this tournament. So I was fucking Fuck yes. like, yeah, I had, uh, it was me. I think my buddy Joe day, I think Joe got, he got booted out on his first launch. So we're like, and then I think somebody else and they, they lost their first round. And like, obviously everybody going into this is green as fuck. Nobody knows this game. It's brand new. Maybe some people were like doing some deep research, but I myself green as fuck. So I get in and I'm like, who do I want to use for my second match? And my buddy's like, dude, do Liu Kang. I was like, all right. But I went in Liu Kang, dude, and I should have stuck with fucking Sub-Zero or even like went with Cage because I got fucking smoked after that by some dude named Scorpion. Like, it went to round three. Like, I didn't get entirely smoked, but it was just one of those moments where I was like, fuck. And then I think my girlfriend at the time, well, my wife, but she was with me. So she was like, well, we can go now, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you lost. We can go now. I'm like, you can go. I'm fucking staying to watch this tournament, dude. And because the winner got a free copy of uh, Mortal Kombat on their console of choice. So it's That's like, so yo, dude, I'm like, cool. even though I read it only around two, like, I'm like, I want to see how this bitch ends, dude. And 
it came down to these two dudes and they had a fucking, there was a white knuckle fight, dude. It was great. So went home for like, and now actually, no, I didn't have to because they, because it was locked and the store was technically closed. I think we actually got it all like a half hour early. It was kind of like one of those, like, ah, we'll let it happen. So dude, I got it fucking rushed home, kissed the wife goodnight and fucking went in there and, like I said, dude, probably till five in the morning, man. I was blistering my thumb on my 360. Damn, dude, that's so sick. We don't get nothing like that, Danny. We miss out on so much of that shit. It hasn't happened in a long time, homie. That was definitely a thing with the times, man. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like I'm not saying tournaments and shit don't happen, um, but not like quite that aesthetic. Like there, I, I haven't seen anything like that. I think there we did do one for MKX, but it just it nearly wasn't as big. Nah. Uh, as the first one. So next question, buddy. Who was your favorite character of Mortal Kombat 9? Um, yeah, I, I, I'd have to go with Cabal. I really loved how he looked in this game, you know. Um, even the voice acting. I really liked how he was just like a really polite gentleman that looked heavily fucking scarred could easily fuck you up in a heartbeat. Uh, but he was also an easy player to, um, that, to, uh, sorry, he was easy to play with, but he also delivered the goods. Um, and I'll just say, like, you know, his fatalities aren't really the best, but you, you, like, if you really wanted to destroy your enemies with this guy, like, or just, just destroy him hands down, to me, this guy was like, yeah, my man, like, all the time. Um, as, as we talked about earlier, like I have to mention Freddy Krueger. Like he was probably my other main, but but he's not a main character. So I was like, yeah, fucking whatever. But no, yeah, dude, dude you could totally pick Freddy because I'm not going to lie. He was probably, I, I feel like right there, like he was one of probably the ones that I used the most. And I think it is because a, you know, you and I love fucking horror. So it just fits naturally anyways. And a completely different character that we've never seen in the series taking on these people from the series. Like, it's just, I don't know, a whole different bag. And for the fact that you actually get to play as Freddy, like it's never been done. Well, if you want to go back to the stupid old game, very net. But you actually get to play as Freddy in fucking Mortal Kombat. I mean, how cool is that? And you know what I liked about this one is this one actually kind of confused me a little bit with Cabal's backstory, but they'd explain it really well in the story mode in itself. When you actually take, Oh, I think he is like chapter 15, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. But yeah, cause like, obviously you got to pay attention, but he's a cop when you're first watching this, but he still was previously black dragon as him and Kano discuss later on. And yes. you know, it, it, he was kind of weird because he wasn't as obviously he turned a new leaf. So he was still kind of playing the good guy role, even though he was fucked up at this point. But dude, like once we jump into MK11, man, Cabal's back straight up to fucking being like 100% dick. <laughs> yeah, he's a Nazi motherfucker in that. Guy. Oh my God, dude. All right. So I'm going to say for mine, dude, obviously this was the first turner. Like this was the one I really fell in love with, with cage, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about them in the other ones and I, I liked them in the older ones and stuff like that. Deadly Alliance. He was all right. Armageddon was, you can go back and catch our episode, how we feel on Armageddon. Um, but no, dude, cage. I fell in love with this man. They started out with story mode with him. 
I felt they made him great in story mode. His play style, he's just I'm I'm very aggressive when I play, dude. I like to do all the rushing in. I I mean, obviously you gotta be defensive when you're defense. You gotta be defensive when you need to be. But dude, just like I think one of my favorite moves, it was just one of his normal kicks. And he goes in with a front kick and then he fucking slaps you with his foot. And for some reason, that little fucking slap just makes me giggle in this on inside, like every time I fucking see it. And not to mention, dude, like his aura gets enhanced. So when you do the enhanced aura stuff, like his aura turns red in this. Yeah. And yeah, dude, like, I don't know. He was just, he was so much nastier than he ever has been in any of the other series in this one, dude. And I feel like they were really working on him. They're like, yo, dude, like, you know what I mean? Like they hit the drawing boards hard on all their characters in this game. Cause all their characters are great, dude. Like the next oh, question yeah. is actually kind of hard to answer. And I don't even know if I necessarily can, I'm gonna try my best. Yes. But so Cage definitely for my main. And then, like you said, I got to give a shout out to Freddy Krueger because it's fucking Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, That's right. It's Freddy. Yeah. Like, holy fuck, I get to fight as Freddy. I get cool moves that are very, like, nostalgic to his uh, his movies. And, yeah, dude, like, just everything, man. Like, the little hand crawl, the fucking the, uh, it coming up from the ground, like... Yeah, dude, it is just fantastic. His fatalities, just all around, dude. Fuck yes. So, worst or least favorite character of MK9? Well, well, I I chose Striker for this. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, like I played with him once, and I thought he like he, he was all right. He was all right. Um, but if I had to really break down his uh, persona, like or character, like um, yeah, right. I, I, yeah, I just, I just think look, I, and I know I've said this on the previous Mortal Kombat shows that we've done, and, and it's stupid, but I just really have no interest on playing him when I have other characters that have unique and individual tropes about him. He just doesn't sell me in that sense. Like, I mean, one of his. I think one of his x-rays is just shooting people in the head. <laughs> That's his fatality too, dude. I mean, oh, is it? Yeah, all right. I mean, you're right, dude. Like I, I like striker. I think he can fight well, but as yes. a character, when you can, when you compare everybody else you have, who's got fucking powers and fucking like crazy abilities and on sorcery. And you got a cop who has the power of gun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> eh. But yeah, like but. yeah, like I, I won't say he's. I'll, I'll say he's the worst for that sense. But like, as playing him as a character, like he, he's fun. He's fun to an extent. I mean, like yes, he is boring. But yeah, if you really just want to have fun, try him out. All right, I think that's very. Uh, you know what? That's a very fair assessment on that. And I mean, the voice actor for um, Striker, I think he's the dude who actually plays JD in the. Uh, gears four and five, if I'm not mistaken. So the voice acting for him is really good. Like the dude, he does, yes. he does a phenomenal job. Um, I just fucking hate his lines. Who's like, all right, I'm going to show you some police brutality. And it's like, that's always like his go-to. And it's like, I mean, he did have one cool move where he had, I think it was like his Tonfa fucking like sweep. And I yes. liked that a lot because it was a really good low move. You can get in every time. Um, so with that being said, I'm not going to say Stryker is personally my least favorite. Um, he was great. I mean, he wasn't great. He was meh. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't like Shiva in this one. Mm. Uh, She's got a great fatality, but yes. As far as the character, I don't know. I've just never been into Shiva, dude. Never have. I don't know. Just something about it. Just, I mean, I like the idea of having the female Shokan, and I shouldn't say that. I never really cared for Shiva until MK11, and then MK11 fucking made me kind of like really fall in love with her, almost, dude. And they they pretty much did what they did with Cage in this. You know what I mean? Like, they just added yes. a lot more shit to her backstory and flushed her out as a character a lot better where it's like in mk9 i don't know man she's just this dumb bodyguard that always shows up and gets her ass kicked so it's kind of like <laughs> eh. but it's but, like you said though like they really did go back to the uh, drawing board with these characters and make you actually really want to uh like them even more like that's and that's what i really appreciate about this it, it was a really hard choice to fucking pick elf like least favorite character off life found with this game um but yeah i mean uh, you know if you're talking even story mode dude you can almost say raiden because like i i i can only speak for myself but like you kind of start getting a little pissed off at raiden by you get to by the time you get to the end of the uh the, the third game chapters in this dude because you know because of What's raiden he? he literally <laughs> fucking lost half our roster to the fucking nether realm you know what I mean? Like, and, what the fuck? And what he does to one of the main characters is pretty fucking gnarly. Right, dude. Like, I mean, I I feel like we can talk about it here. We're definitely towards the end of this. But he fucking, once again, we talked about it in our last episode. We killed off Liu Kang. And we killed him off, not permanently, but permanently for that one game. We got him back as a zombie. But here's this one, dude. And we get Liu Kang again getting killed off. But not by the Deadly Alliance, not by an enemy, by the dude he fucking trusts and who has been he's been following this whole fucking time. <laughs> like now, granted, Raiden was trying to like defend himself or like try to stop him, but I don't understand why you would like literally electrocute somebody to try to stop them. You know what I mean? Like that seemed a little excessive. That's what I mean. Can't he fucking teleport and shit? Why wouldn't he just teleport his ass fucking out of there? Or- right, you could have just grabbed him and been like. Fruh. You go over to this yeah. building, go back, fucking fight Shao Kahn, call it a day. But uh, all right. So, buddy, favorite level of MK9? The Living Forest. I love Ooh. it. I love it so much. And, and for the fact that, you know, we finally get this sweet stage fatality, uh, you know, like this fucking tree devours you. You throw yes. your enemy into the tree and it just munches the fuck out of you. So, oh, when I was saying, like, like I always do, mash the fucking pad and somehow it worked out in my favor and I threw whoever it was I was playing into a tree and I was like, my jaw literally dropped the gr- and hit the floor. I was like, this is amazing. I don't recall ever seeing this in the previous games. No, it wasn't. This was a new stage fatality ad for this uh, particular game. Yeah. And it was fucking great, dude. I'm glad you mentioned that one. That was That, that is a good one for sure. It, it was either this or the Deadpool. Like, I mean, that. Ooh, that, very nice. Deadpool is fucking. It's a classic. So, uh, for mine, I'm actually also going to go. I'm going to go with the classic of classics. I'm going to go with the reversion of The Pit. I fucking Ooh. love it. Night or day. I don't give a shit. They're both great. But the reason I fell in love with The Pit, I mean, obviously, we all love The Pit. You know what I mean? It's the first one that gave us a stage fatality. But, dude, the backgrounds in this alone, I love the volcanoes exploding in the background and just 
I can get lost in the background, dude, which is not something you want to do, obviously, in a fucking fighter. You got 60 seconds per round to fucking get your shit done. So, like, you can't be really paying attention to anything else. Um, so when you're not playing and you're just watching somebody else, it's kind of nice to really take all that shit into it. I mean, this this game brought a lot of weird shit into the background. So you got, like, dragons and shit flying around. and But no, man, it was it was the reintroduction of the pit. The, the fatality, like the stage fatality itself was just that much nastier. Now you're sliding down the fucking spikes and shit, dude. It's not just an instant like and you're done. Like this game susses out the brutality and all its kills just yes. makes it a little longer, a little just nastier. But all righty, buddy. This is the hard one here. Whew. Favorite fatality for MK9. Well, I finally narrowed it down to one, and it would be Zub Zero's head rip slash frozen body smash. Now, there probably is another term for it, but I just wanted to quickly break that down. So, I mean, it's a it's a hint of old and new school. Um, it's it's definitely a fatality. It's next level uh, gruesome. Yeah, you know, you're talking about the one if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the one where he pulls it out from the front, right? Yes. And freezes him and then smashes it. Yep. All right. So he freezes his opponent, breaches in. No, sorry. I think he only half freezes him. No. Does he freeze? Does, See, I thought he no. ripped it out and then he froze it. And then so he could shatter it. You are correct, that. sir. Okay. You are correct. Yes. So to not only rip it out while he's still alive, he freezes the opponent and then just smashes him to pieces after it. And then Predator style holds that head. Yeah, he goes right back, which was great about this game is because they actually gave us a few classic fatalities in this game, too, with uh, I think it was like some of the DLC or maybe some of the update updates where they gave us like the classic ninja suits and shit. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, yep. you do have his classic head rip, which is definitely like up the ante. But I do like that newer variation of it that they added from like, you know, the base level. That shit was money, dude. So, so good. you got any honorable mentions on this one, bud? Or was that just your... Uh, did you actually get it picked down to the one and only? Yeah. If, if not, that's fine. Yeah, I wanted to make sure. I, I, I probably, yeah, no, I, I probably should have threw another one in there, but for this one, I was just like, I'm nope. narrowing it down just to the they one. Yeah. All right, so I, I'm kind of right there with you. I, I do really have, I do have some honorable mentions though, but so I'm tied for favorite. Yep, and these are why. I'm tied between Kung Lao's pull through the spinning hat, which is literally just brutal as fuck. And if you're any dude, that's just a fear that you've always had. Like (laughs) if you getting taken out, that's one thing, but getting taken out nuts first. mm -mm, mm -mm, No, Mm. thank you. That is just awful. And following with that method. And the reason I couldn't pick one particular fatality for my favorite, I have to give it also to noob with his rip apart fatality. Oh, because yes. that is fucking brutal. And it's not fast by any mean, which is great. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, noob and his shadow come out, grab a leg, yank, <laughs> yank with a little bit more rip, yank with a little bit more rip. Then they got a tug on it. Cause the head's still there. And then they get, they pop that Turkey. And just <laughs> fucking beautiful, dude. Fucking uh, beautiful. So uh, I will say, it. yeah, on my honorable mentions, and I'll go through them really fast. Um, I said Shiva was my favorite, was my least favorite character. That being said, 
her fatality is fucking fantastic. Fantastic. And she's got one where she literally grabs you, rips your arms off, which kills you. And then she sits there and claps with your arms. Fan fucking fantastic, dude. <laughs> it's perfectly with that kind of morbid fucking just deliciousness of Mortal Kombat. And yes. yeah. So on top of that, I got to throw out uh, a Shang Tsung one. Yep. So they actually brought back Joker's Fatality from MK versus DC in this game because everybody wanted to see that fatality. Obviously, Joker's not part of this game and does become later in the series, but they just morph him into the clown, but they still give him the same Joker laugh from MK versus DC. So, you know, it's that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Bailey's give it to you. And like I said, we'll discuss MK versus DC, but if you don't know, it was watered down. They couldn't do full fatalities on it because they didn't want DC characters getting killed off. Whereas like Nether Realm Studios is like, fuck it. We're going to kill off our characters every second. We can do it and bring it right back. And then I have my last honorable mention is, uh, well, it's Brody's boy, at least from MK4. But we're going with Quan Chi, dude, because why? They brought back his fucking leg rip, dude. Yes. It is still brutal as fuck, dude. He just keeps beating and beating and beating and beating. And he doesn't stop until the fucking screen goes black. And yeah, just fucking brutal, dude. Like, it's beautiful. All righty, buddy. I think on that, I think we are. uh, What's our final thoughts on MK9, bud? Um, well, it's my favorite game in the whole franchise. I mean, what more can we? What what, what more can I say that we 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 haven't already said a bit? I mean, like it is the balls that this game had to actually rehash the past games and elaborate on it even more by introducing you know that, that time travel element. Um, and and not only to do that, but be, becoming quite successful doing it. You know, I yeah, the balls on this game. It's not a, yeah, like the graphics. Everything has just one up the fucking ante. I mean, my God, it's it's a, to me, it's a masterpiece. I'm gonna say it right here and now. It's a masterpiece for me, and that nostalgia, I love it. All right, I love it. Uh, I'm gonna fully out agree, dude. I, uh, this is my favorite MK, and this is why I kind of went off tangent on. God damn it, I want them to re-release it. Granted, I own it. Granted, I've been playing it, but fucking, I want to play it on the Xbox One, or I want to play it on my PC, and I want to play it against people. Um, I thought the art style was great. It was still a little cartoony and I'll fully admit yes. to that. Um, yes, the women were super oversexed, but that was kind of something with the series at this point, obviously in X we're in sock, but things go to a, a lot more of a muted, more realistic palette. Um, I mean, dude, like all the women, if, if you could see, obviously Melina, dude, all the women look like fucking strippers in this game. You know what I mean? Like Jade literally fucking works the pole when she wins the match. Uh, <laughs> But no, man, this was this was my favorite hands down. It, it, you know, it keeps the breakers from the last generation. We get new edition of X-rays, which are fucking fantastic. We get a couple, like two to three fatalities per people. Everybody gets at least two costumes. Some people up to fucking four. Um, we got some DLC characters with, you know, obviously we got a Kenshi back, Rain back. Uh, we got a new character named Scarlet, which I didn't even mention, but we did mention in MK2 episode, Scarlet was actually rumored to be a hidden character never was and fucking mk made her legit they were like you know what dude fuck it we're gonna ride that train and i love nether realm for that reason yeah uh, yeah they'll just take a rumor and they'll be like you know what dude we're gonna make that true 
So that being said, dude, this is my favorite Mortal Kombat. I wish they would re-release it. I don't think it'll ever happen, but God damn it, I'm going to be hopeful. Ed Boon, please fucking do it, mate. That'd be fucking fantastic. All righty, buddy. So we are on to the next game, and we are at an hour. We're closing in an hour, 10 minutes, dude. We just hit an hour on that first game. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, you know what? But my the behind the scenes and the additions for the next two, they're not as big. And I feel like this yes. one, because it was such a such a turning point for the series. You know what I mean? Like we, we're starting all anew with this one. So and obviously, like you and I just said, it's our favorite Mortal Kombat. So, of course, we went fucking an hour talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking oath. All righty, buddy. So we are talking next Mortal Kombat X, also known as Mortal Kombat XL for the full edition. Dropped in 2015, developer NetherRealm Studios, publisher Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, director Ed Boon, producers Hans P. Lowe, Adam Urbano, designers are Paulo Garcia and John Edwards, programmer is Gavin Freyberg, artist Steve Barron, writers Brian Chard, Dominic, oh, I'm going to fuck this one up, Ciancielo, Ciancielio, yeah. John Vogel, of course, coming back, and John Greenberg, and our composer is... Dynamedian, which I believe is a German composer, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I think I, I looked it up. I, I, I'd have to re-look that up, but I, I don't quote me on it. I just, I believe that's what I saw. <laughs> so uh, why don't you give us a rundown, buddy, on MKX? So, two years after the event of MK9, the Earthrealm forces attempt to protect the Jinsai, a chamber that houses Earthrealm's life force from the forces of Shinnok, who was manipulating events in his favor during Mortal Kombat. With his own undead warriors, Shinnok defeats Raiden and Fujin in the Sky Temple with the power of his amulet. Before imprisoning them, Johnny Cage manages to get the amulet away from the Elder God, and on top of that stops him before putting a spell on Sonya by using his green aura to protect her. With Shinnok defeated, Raiden imprisons him inside his own amulet. Jump ahead 20 years later, we have a new special forces team consisting of the next generation of combats uh, who have to not only deal with politics. Poli politics? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with, politics. With the, I should have said with the politics. I apologize. But with the politics of the new outworld that, ruler. That, yes. Uh, Kotal Khan but also have to stop the secret plans of Quan Chi to resurrect his imprisoned elder god. I do apologize. I sort of stroked out there for a bit. No, you're fine, buddy. If you're reading this on the thing site, I mean, our, our notes go like five pages deep, so sometimes it breaks it up a little bit, and I apologize to our listeners, but this was a – I'm not going to lie, man. This was kind of a hard one to write. Like the, these – not so much the first one, but X and 11 were kind of a hard to write a little synopsis of because it's, they're so big games. You know what I mean? Like how do you, yeah. So I kind of had to take our little gore more approach and just try to give a little bit of something, something, you know what I mean? All right. So our characters returning are Ermac, Jax, Mr. Johnny Cage, Kano, Kenshi, Katana, Kung Lao, and Sonya Blade. Liu Kang, Melina, Quan Chi, Raiden, Reptile, Scorpion, Shinnok, and Sub-Zero. New characters to the roster. Cassie Cage, one of my personal favorites. Aaron Black, which was a very interesting addition to MK. Damn I, right. I, yeah. 
I'm not going to say like, I don't, I, I like him. It was weird to see a cowboy come into the game, but fuck God damn it. I like him. Uh, we also got Jackie Briggs, Kung Jin, Takashi, Devora, Ferator. Also interesting addition. Kotal Khan and Takeda. And then you want to give us our DLC buddy? That I can. So we have Goro. If you pre-order, we have Tanya. We have Predator, Trimmer, Alien, Boracho, uh, Leatherface, Triborg, and the man <coughs> himself, Mr. Jason Voorhees. Fucking A, dude. Um, yeah, so our DLC roster has definitely upped the ante since the last game where we got four. Uh, now we're getting eight. That being said, I, I mean, I know you're not a Boracho fan, dude, but I thought they actually did him pretty good in this game. I wasn't a fan of all of his styles. Yeah. But the one where he used his cane the most, I definitely liked because even for a fat man, they gave him a flying kick. It wasn't like a Liu Kang flying kick by any means, but it was definitely a useful fucking move. Absolutely. And I probably shouldn't rag on him too hard like I just did then because he's actually not as – I've actually got a um, worse character than him in this game. So Fair enough. Sure you, yeah, so he's – Yeah, he yeah. was an interesting DLC. Like I, I, I didn't – he wasn't the most played DLC character. I'll definitely say that. Obviously, my horror boys are – like I'm going to be straight up honest on that. I'm sure it was probably for you. Maybe not. Um but dude, we got fucking goddamn Jason Voorhees to which Brody, I, and all the boys of Project Louder. God damn it, dude. We fucking love the Friday 13th series, dude. We fucking love it. We, I mean, fuck Cuntingham. If you want to hear our rants on that, listen to any other fucking podcast, man. We'll go for fucking days on that. We're not going to talk about it on this shit. But um, yeah, fucking. I mean, we already had Freddy, so we got to have the next big baddie. We got to have Jason, but not even on top of that, dude. We're getting fucking Bubba himself, dude. We're getting fucking Leatherface. Leatherface. And I listen, I love Voorhees. I fucking do. But you're bringing Leatherface in, and especially with the pretty fucking lady variation, bro, you fucking sold me a hundred times over. Yeah, dude, just fucking great. And obviously, we get our AVP. Like, Mortal Kombat is starting to give us, as, you know, adults now who have grown up with the series, they're starting to give us that thing that we've always fucking wanted. And pretty much this is what we did with our action figures back in the day. You know what I mean? We're just fucking clashing them together. They're, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I think the best thing I've seen about Mortal Kombat is uh, it was a meme talking about how MK, if you look at all the characters, it's literally like a kid playing with any random action figures all at the same time. And yes. it is. I mean, you got an actor, a cowboy, a cop, a fucking monk, goddamn like <laughs> robots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're just going fuck. Now you got fucking. I mean, I would consider this remake Jason out of anybody, anything. Like, I know it's not exactly remake Jason, um, yes. but it's still human Jason. Yeah. But yeah, just fucking. Just great, dude. Like MKX was, it was an interesting game. Um, yes. As mentioned, this was, uh, it was a, I think the biggest uh, setback, not setback, I should say, the biggest like shocking thing was the actual art style of the game to me. Yes. The, the change up to the realism was very, I didn't like it at first, I'll fully admit. It took me a little getting used to. 
But I think at this point, I, I do understand why they went that way because they are trying to get away. Like MK9, we love it. It's a fucking great MK game, but it was still a touch cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. I, I happened to watch a video that sort of elaborated on that. And yeah, they definitely point that out with the story mode sequences. Like they say, you can tell that with uh, Johnny Cage, at least you can see that on his face. It just seems a bit too cartoonish, especially when you've got these other characters that look a bit more realistic to a sense. I don't know. Whether no, you're right. Just, yeah. It was something about like, he had a really short neck. Like he didn't, you know what I mean? Like, he looked great when he was fighting, but in the cutscenes and everything, like he just seemed very like Gears of War. Like he had like no fucking neck, and like yeah. Liu Kang's like fucking packs and everything. They, like they just looked weird. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like they were trying something. Like it, like I said, it was coming out of the other one, and that was good and all, but still don't still doesn't mean I don't accept it. Still love that's it. right. Oh. So what additions did we get in MKX body? So we got uh, players that can choose multiple variations of each character, which changes how that character plays. So this isn't necessarily a new, new idea. As in the previous generation, we got style changes, but that was per that was in game and you could change it to do like, you know, you can keep your combos going with the change of style. This is right off the gate. You pick your, you know, you pick your most uh, preferred style. And some of them could be a little bit more offensive, defensive, uh, maybe both middle of the road. Um, I can't speak for you, man, but I definitely have like one specific play style for each character. Like anytime I play them, like that's like the only variant I really use. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 the old school way for me uh, every day of the week. I don't. I didn't. I didn't really like to tamper around too much with that to an to an extent. You know, like I. I just sort of feel like it takes away that nostalgia feeling for me. Right. Like, dude, I just, just give me the fighter. Just give me like, okay. So they did great with costumes in MKX. MKX, they give you a fuck ton of costumes for all the characters. Well, most of the characters, not all, all, but they at least get like two, maybe three. Uh, I did like that, but yeah, dude, this was definitely, it wasn't a negative addition. It was, it was interesting nonetheless. And it definitely adds a lot more replay value. Cause obviously now, you want to go through each variation to figure out which one you're going to prefer for when you're taking down your buddies. So what else we got, buddy? So we got uh, online mode that introduces a new experience with uh, factions mode, allowing players to choose between five factions to fight for special forces, Lin Kuei, White Lotus, Black Dragon, and the Brotherhood of Shadow. And with it, uh, bring in, brings a new form of fatality, faction kills. Yeah. Um, they weren't not the best. Um, no. Very easy to pull off, but kind of lackluster in the whole uh, ending the match per se. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so it worked out well because obviously you got the faction coins to which you needed to do to like upgrade in your faction and shit. But they were just kind of lackluster, man. You know what I mean? It was it was the same kill each time. It wasn't like a different kill. And usually it was just like something very quick and like abrupt. I think like special forces like literally like threw in a fucking missile out of nowhere and just blows you up. And it's like, yeah, we've seen that so many times with like sector and shit like that. And I know like a way cooler level. Was so, the fire axle sector that blew up a whole fucking world in Mortal Kombat 3? That was smoke. That was smoke. smoke. Was, it, was it smoke, was it? 
Yeah, because that was my favorite fatality for MK3, that's, dude. That's or fun. Ultimate MK3, obviously. Yeah, but that blowing up the fucking world. Um, I mean, they're all right and they're decent. I will say for somebody who is maybe just starting out the game and is still like learning how to pull off combos and shit, let alone have the memory muscle for the combos. Yep. So, you know, I think it was just like what, like right trigger and like forward forward or some bullshit to pull off a faction kill. And it was just, I don't know, like I said, super simple to pull off still a way to kill your opponent, but eh, not super impressive. Nah. Uh, this game brings in a stamina meter, which certain moves will take from as well as dashing and running, which finally makes its comeback to the series. Yes. Yeah, so we got running in MK3, uh, which we did have our run. Like, I mean, some people might say that's a stamina meter, which it, it could be considered. It was necessarily just your run meter, though. Like, other moves didn't take away from it. Um, I love running in Mortal Kombat. I don't know about you, buddy, yes. but as an aggressor for the fighter, especially with like, you know, cage who isn't necessarily somebody who's good at a long range style. Um, that's a good way to just cover a lot of ground really fast. And like when you're, when your guys like trying to make a move and if you can deflect it and then run up on his ass, dude, and then he's just like, what the fuck? And you, nope, you're just letting him have it, man. Like you got, you just gotta be on top of that shit, dude. And can't give him a break. So, and that, and, that, and that to me sort of goes back to using Cabal. Like, you know, he can dash that quick. And, but I suppose like you get other characters that can use portals and that. And, but I, I, I totally, I love how they sort of throw a, t- a spanner in the works with this stamina meter because, yes, you are flogging the absolute shit out of your opponent. But once you, t- once you need that stamina back, you're, you're pretty much fucked off. Yeah, you, you're right. I mean, you could definitely fuck yourself hard, man, if you're not paying attention to your shit, um, especially if, like, you're in a situation where you need to get out fast and they're not going to let you. But, all right. So, so, interactables are now added into the levels as well. This yeah. was a gameplay idea brought over from NetherRealm pre- NetherRealm's previous title, Injustice Gods Among Us. Yeah, so... I love the level interactions. I'm glad they stayed with it. I mean, we get it from like ripping a branch off and beating a motherfucker in the face all the way to throwing a fucking old lady named Maud at the marketplace. <laughs> yeah. Did you know her name, by the way? Did you know her name? Did you know her name? I kind of no. forgot. Who, I think I'm pretty sure it was Maud, um, which is great that they even fucking named her. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my God, dude. The first time I did that, it was kind of like a toasty moment to where I was just like, wait, did that just fucking happen? Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't even mention it, but going back to MK nine, one of my also favorite little quick additions is they brought back the fucking toasty in it, dude. Yes. They yes. brought back the HD toasty. All right. Coming back to MKX um, with the interactables though. They're great. Yes. Great little addition, especially if you're getting pummeled in the corner or something like that. And maybe you can't pull a move set off, but boy, you can get that. And I think it usually gives you like at least a 15 to 20% hit sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's a decent amount. And um, I've actually got that in one of my favorite state stages in here. Nice. Uh, yeah. Some, yeah. But yeah, no, you're right though. It does do a little bit of damage and I think it's a good throwback to actually MK4, you know, when you can throw the severed head and that, does a fucking fair bit of damage and you, you know what you're right i'm yeah i didn't even think about that but absolutely man when we had the rocks and the heads and everything like that you could throw it and fuck yeah dude 
obviously this wasn't just random shit on the floor and all interactables necessarily aren't just weapons. I mean, there could be jumping off points and things like that, but uh, definitely adds a whole new dynamic to the game. Yes. That being said. So MKX mobile, which dropped on iOS and Android. Oh, that I'm guessing that's iPhone. Um, helped expand the game and allowed cross connectivity that gave you rewards and content for not only the mobile game, but also the main base game as well. Yeah. So MKX mobile is obviously not up now. I don't think it is. Maybe it still is, but they, uh, they changed it to just straight up mortal Kombat mobile. Like it's not a specific, um, it's not the specific X. And I think they have a lot more character variants and they've obviously upgraded the game. It was an interesting tact. Um, did you play it at all, buddy? No, not on the uh, mobile, not at all. Um, it was. I didn't weird. even know. Ex- I did, to be fair, I didn't even know it, it existed on the mobile. Okay. Now, um, the only reason I downloaded it is because you could actually get hidden costumes if you played the mobile game that you could never get in the game itself. So my ass was like, what the fuck, dude? Now I have to play it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I didn't care. I mean, it's a mobile fighter. And it's not like, I mean, there's mobile fighters out now that are like legit fighters. And obviously they get better as they go. Um, but this one was kind of like turn-based fighting, if that makes sense. So you had like a couple panels where you could just do like punch, kick, and like special move. And you got and like block. Yep. And so it was very just, I don't know, like it had your MK characters. It was all Mortal Kombat, but it didn't feel like Mortal Kombat, you know, like it just, it, it just didn't give me that fucking nut that I needed. Like I usually do with all the other games. Like it just, it was a little slower, but it was cool that you got excess bonus content and shit. I'm not going to lie about that. And there were some things like text-based stuff that kind of like added to the story and all that other good shit. So, yep. Uh, also, uh, last but not least, the Living Towers are introduced into the game. Yeah, so Living Towers, uh, we uh, we clearly still have your, bless you, buddy. We oh, have geez. our uh, traditional towers, but the Living Towers is a nice new addition that gives you three random towers that have um, time on them, and some of them will be good for like an hour. I think some of them are good for like a half a day. And other ones are good for, or no, I'm sorry. Is it like what? Is it by the hour, daily, and weekly? Maybe I'm trying to. It, yes. It's okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. From what I recall, I think it was hourly, but it could potentially go up to weekly. Yeah. I, I mean, there was always three. It was cool. Uh, obviously, Nether Realms expands on this idea as we get farther into the franchise, and not just this franchise, but other franchises and two, including Injustice Two. Um, but yeah, it was kind of nice, man. Like. You know what I mean? Because I can go in and play towers all day, but this was cool because it just gave you different variants. It could give you different unlockables for characters um, or, you know, helps you upgrade in your faction too. If you're doing, you know, trying to get to level 65 in your faction and shit. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of a nice little addition, I feel. So with that, um, on MKX, we're going to go behind the scenes. I don't have tons of behind the scenes for MKX, unfortunately, but that's okay. So we got MKX was the first MK to drop on PS4 and Xbox One, as well as the first main uh, first main Mortal Kombat game to go to Steam on its primary release. So 
Yeah, well, this was our this was our new introduction to new MK on the new systems. Well, not new anymore. Now we're in the next generation, but you know, the the current to last generation of PS4 and Xbox One. So originally, it was stated that this game takes place 25 years after MK9. When it was changed mid-production, this unfortunately led to several different inconsistencies within the game and the MKX comics. So I don't know if you ever got a chance to take a peek at the MKX comics, dude. Uh, ah, not at all. I got a few of them. They're fucking awesome, dude. Fuck yes. I uh, When they were dropping out when MKX first came, I was going definitely ham. And I was trying to get them anytime I could see them. One of my favorite ones is uh, it's the family of I think it's called the family of Cage, but it's got Johnny, Sonya, and Cassie on the cover, and like he's kind of sitting in the throne with the two ladies sitting behind him. I fucking love it, dude. But even in the first like uh, in the first comic, it gives you this random character, and obviously it's all backstory for MKX. But like anybody who hasn't played MKX, Scorpion uh, reforms the Shirai Ryu in this and everything. So in the comics. There was actually this one point, uh, this one dude who becomes, I don't know if he's like possessed or he just, he, he ends up ripping his face off and he goes around murking all the Shirai Ryu in their sleep until like one, like, yeah, until Takeda finds him and then Scorpion comes in and Scorpion goes fucking ham on his ass, dude. Like, and this is literally like the first like three pages of opening panels in this. You're just like, what the fuck, dude? And, it's a great comic, man. If you if you're you know obviously being an MK fan, if you ever get the chance to go find them, I would highly suggest it. Uh, take it as is, like with the movies, like it doesn't necessarily it fits with the game, but you know obviously, like I just mentioned, there's a few inconsistencies here and there. So, is, but, yeah, I'll definitely be sussing it out, and I know I, I do mean like the story at this stage. Yes, it's all kind of over the shop, so I'm I'm pretty. I'll just take it with a grain of salt and <laughs> suss that shit out because you had me at fucking ripped off faces. Oh yeah, dude. It was just like, I, I don't know if he ripped it off or he actually cut it off with a knife. If I remember right, dude, which is even obviously more <laughs> fucked up. Um, he almost, he, he, he kind of reminded me of havoc actually. And I thought that's what it was going to go, but obviously havoc was from chaos realm and all that good shit. Yep. So. Alrighty. So going back to behind the scenes in, fe- in February, 2015, Todd McFarlane, you know him as the creator of Spawn, granted Warner Brothers a limited window to use Spawn in its games. However, when Ed Boon was interviewed in that April, which is when Mortal Kombat dropped, he stated that while Spawn had been discussed, he actually had no idea McFarlane made the offer until X was already released. Damn. So what could have been, however, still got him in the next one. That's right. Yeah, so... And the last one is originally there actually were supposed to be ports of MKX to the 360 and PS3. That's pretty interesting. However, in August 2015, they were officially canceled. So the game was already out on systems because I believe it dropped on April 15th in 2015. Uh, So, yeah, they were, you know, they were working on the ports. But then Warner Brothers is just like, fuck it, man. The systems are dead. Just, you know what I mean? Don't worry about it. Which would have been cool for some people, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see them uh, where they would have went graphically, like how much it would have been different. Absolutely. So I think we're on our questions, buddy. 
Yes, just yeah. Sorry about that, mate. No, I just need a tissue. Absolutely. So my homies just checking out here for a second. I'm gonna say, man. I mean, with MKX, it, it's crazy, dude. It's all over the place. You got a lot more interactions. You got a lot more flushed out story. The characters are just getting that much deeper into it. Um, once again, the story mode's great because you know, at least for me personally, it starts out with Johnny Cage, and you know, he's my boy. But it, it's great, man, and it leads into the new characters. And I think the new characters are a great addition to this game. Uh, I think they did really well with it. I wish they brought them all back in the newer one, but I understand, you know, some of them hit, some of them did not. But whoo, I heard that one. <laughs> but other than that, man, I mean, it's it's fantastic. Like it, it still holds up great. And this was the one I feel, and if I'm not mistaken, but. They get real like every time they show close-ups of them, there there's a lot of sweat on the characters, or especially at the end of the match, like when it does like the wind scene, like your character is fucking perspiring, which they would be, man. They're just in jumping around and fucking fighting like motherfuckers. But feeling better, buddy? Yes, I do apologize about that. I had to, oh, you're uh, fine. That, yeah. Dude, I heard that trumpet from here. That shit was fucking <laughs> that was good. <laughs> But no, I was just talking, I was just bringing up to the uh, listeners like just how much graphically different this game was. Not to mention how much more flushed out the characters were, especially in story. Oh. I feel the introduction of the new characters. Uh, not to repeat myself, but the introduction of the characters in this, especially the new ones, I think they were all great. I don't think really oh, any of them were like a shit character and was just like, eh. Um, I you know that could be debated by other people. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, dude, I don't know. It's just uh, it was an interesting turn of the series yes I, 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 yeah no um as i will touch on in a minute but i just will throw in there that the the storytelling in this um you know you actually it's it's more of a heartfelt um it is sorry and you, you really feel for the characters in this one i really think they up the ante as they always do on each game um but this yeah when when you have these characters kids involved for the new generation it takes you to the next level, something fierce. Yeah, dude, you're absolutely right. And it's, that's probably one of the best key. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a really good key point. Cause like the story mode in nine was great. This one is just that much better. Mm-hmm. Like they just keep like the writers are fucking on top of their shit, dude. And they, they just, the voice acting phenomenal. Like we probably could give our voice actors credit when we go through the characters, but you know what I mean? Like think how many characters we're listing off right now and you know, no disregard to them, but they do a phenomenal job regardless. So damn straight. All right, buddy. So first time you played X and what did you play it on? So I played it on a uh, PlayStation four. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure I played it in a mate's house. From what I recall, it, it's been a hot minute. But, I, yeah, I do remember playing it on PlayStation 4 um, and I was actually blown away by the graphics once again. I also just have to mention um, the trailer for this fucking game. When mm. this trailer dropped to System of a Down's Chop Suey, I fucking lost my shit. Have you seen that trailer? Yes, I have, and I fucking love it. Dude, it's probably the best trailer for a game that I've ever seen. Was that the story mode trailer, if I'm not mistaken? Or is that just, was that the redubbed of where it was Scorpion and 
uh, Sub Zero fighting in the Deadwoods? I th- no, I think it was ac- the actual whole story. The whole story okay. was sort of cut to um, yeah, chop I th- suey. I think there was two trailers because, like, the first one was just the Scorpion and Sub Zero fight in Deadwoods, which didn't give you, you actually any gameplay. But they did show you some move sets that the characters were going to do, plus the new like stage interactions and shit like that. But yes, the one you were talking about was the flushed out story mode. And I think I remember like, yeah, dude, they had the planes coming in, the dragons. Like, yeah, dude, it was added beautifully. Damn, yeah. And and like, yeah, as yeah, as I said, like the first time playing this, fuck, it just blew me away. The graphics, everything about it's just fucking next level. Absolutely, dude. So my first time was when it dropped in April 2015, and I bought that shit right on Xbox day one. Um, I bought the physical copy, and then later down the road when I signed up, um, the wife got her own Xbox. We did Xbox Share. So I turned in the physical copy. It's actually one of the only MKs I don't have on a physical copy. Um, But I got that shit digitally. Obviously, I got the full complete edition. But what's nice is with the Xbox share is like, you know what I mean? I have it on two Xboxes now and all the time and I don't have to fucking move a disc and shit. Uh, So, yeah, played that right day fucking one. Um, Favorite character, buddy? I'm going to have to go with Kenshi. Kenji was a fucking badass in this. And, um, you know, I've always liked Kenji even throughout the previous games, but I find they really deliver with his character on this one. And, and you know, he's got that uh, relationship uh, with his – is it his son in this one? It is his son, Takeda. Yep, Takeda, that's right, yeah. And, and, and you know, that character dynamic between those two, you know me, I'm all about character development, whether it's a game or a film. And you really, like – the love that they have for each other and especially not to really touch upon like his son in this film and like who he is. Like, I, I think he's, um, I think he's gay in this. Is he? Nope. Actually, that's going to be my character who I'm going to mention, but yes. I'll let you continue. I, that. Yep. Yeah. No, that's all good. I won't really touch um, any, much more on that, but yeah, I, I just love how him and his father have that re- uh, relationship. And, but not only that, they really amp up his fatalities in this. I mean, like, Oh my God, dude, which I'll talk about in a minute, but overall, yeah, he's my favorite in this. I have a feeling that you and I might have to, I think we might end up having a favorite one then with just the way you were saying that, but we'll see. Uh, yes. So my favorite character is actually going to be Kung Jin in this one. Uh, I yes. thought he was a great addition. And like you just mentioned, he was actually the first character. And in, in, while it doesn't mean anything personally to me, I do think it's obviously a big thing and it does mean shit to a lot of people. Um, yeah. But it actually does cohe. It, it, it wasn't just we made Kung Jin gay just to make him gay. And that's yes, what I yes. like. Like, that's how it should be. He's not just gay to be gay. Or that's, anything right. like that. that's fine. Whatever. Like, if you got to do it, you got to do it. But he was, it actually made sense in his, in the story because that's why he started off as a thief. He's a nephew of Kung Lao. Yes. So obviously he's already got family in the, in the Shaolin monks and all this other shit. He's more than likely would be a monk himself. However, because the monks are so restrictive, he even mentions they wouldn't accept him for who he is. And while not super like nose on, and that's what I like. It's not on the nose with this one. You know what I mean? Like Ed Boone straight out came out and said, yeah, he's gay. That, that That's what we were talking about. Um, yeah. That's fine. Like if you needed that, that's, that's great. I do think it did add a little bit more to the character. It made him, made you kind of understand why he, you know, why he's a thief and like where he came from and stuff. But yeah. his 
fucking fighting styles, dude, are just fucking nasty, dude. Like Kung Lao's always been nasty, but this dude's like, I don't know, man. His bojitsu, fucking his, his bojitsu. Uh, if that's the, if I think it's the one where I'm thinking of, right? I fucking love that one, dude. He is nasty. It's the one where you can like shoot the fire flames out of the top of it and shit like that. Yeah, he's yep. got like a flying kick with it, and he's just fucking Rex, dude. I love it. I kind of want to play it now, just even talking about it. So that's gonna be my favorite character. Absolutely. Who's your worst or least favorite character, buddy? Uh, well, once again, this is I a tough to, question. Yeah, yeah. They, these these three games are insanely tough to um, pick your worst character in that. Uh, I mean. All right, I, I think I just – well, I went with Jackie Briggs, and you're probably saying by now, you know, this guy's a sexist. Well, I'm not. Yes, I have <laughs> played them, and I understand the direction they went with these characters, as I talked about before, for story mode. But, you know, playing them in a versus match, it just does not interest me because like, they are very basic characters, as I always say. But they, they share the, pr- pretty much the same fighting style. And it just kind of bores me. Like, yeah, I look. They're not. They're not bad characters. It's just not who I would play with. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, I agree, dude. It's kind of. Uh, I mean, I get the aesthetic of why she's got you know mechanical attachments on her arms as well. Like she's following dad's footsteps, so it makes sense. Obviously, you know, Cassie's got her dad's like green aura but she fights like yes. fucking sonya dude like she's just that like she's the perfect combination of the two yes. uh i mean jackie is a nasty fighter in the game don't get me fucking wrong dude like you know how to use her she is fucking she spanks dude um i would she wasn't my worst character i would actually say i feel like my worst character was actually not even anybody of the main roster it was tanya i didn't care for tanya dude i never really have I had Jackie or Tanya, but I decided to go with Jackie for this. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I don't know. Like I said, I just never really gave a shit about Tanya. Like, even since yeah. four, like, yeah, she's a new character. She's wearing yellow now. So it's like, oh, female scorpion. Not really. Um, but I, I don't know. She just doesn't do it for me. I, I no. can't really give you a specific reason why. I mean, like, I know one of her movesets is really nasty, and I have used it a couple times, but it's just, I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. So favorite level of MKX. Uh, oh, I had crossroads. Um, Ooh, very nice. Yeah. And, and like, not only do I love the design, but uh, as I, as we were actually talking about before, it's that little throwback to MK4 where we could use heads to throw at the enemy. And, and this has a corpse and uh, on a pillar and a skull of a beast that can be thrown at the opponent too. So, I kind of like those little tropes, but yeah, the the background layout, like you said, if you if you're just sitting back there watching it, um, I think it's a beautiful landscape. I think it looks cool. Very nice. All right, buddy. So with mine, I'm actually going to go with the cove. So if you yes. don't know what the cove is, it's a nice water level right on some docks. And this was cool because like when the game first dropped out, it did not have stage fatalities. Stage fatalities came in a later update with this one and the cove got an added stage fatality, which personally I fucking love. Um, I'm a big sea of thieves fan and all that other good shit. So seeing a giant Kraken arm come out of fucking nowhere and then drag you into the depths of the fucking ocean is just like, 
awesome and terrifying at the same fucking time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he didn't get yeah. fucking squished apart. Or I, actually, he might get squeezed at the end. If I'm not mistaken. But like, dude, you just literally get dragged into the darkness as you're drowning. Like, fuck that. Fuck that, indeed. And then I'm gonna give a shout out also to the Outworld Marketplace. Yes. Only because you can throw a fucking old lady, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking good. Uh, it is, dude. Fucking great. Love it. Alrighty. So with that being said, sir, I believe we are on favorite fatality. Ooh, yes, that's that we are. And mine would have to be either. Right, I've got two from the same guy. So Ooh, the Terry Copter or the My Puppet from Kenshi. Oh, yes. I'm so, fuck yeah, dude. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, I'm just going to jump into Telecopter. Yep, that was my pick too. But yeah, go ahead, man. Explain it up. Yeah, no, I was. Um, it, it's it's definitely the fucking brutal fatality, uh, most brutal fatality that I've seen in all the games. And I was gobsmacked when I saw these unfold. I'm look. I'm not even really going to tell you what happens, listeners, because you're going <laughs> to have to either play the game or take my word for it. So just on that, treat yourselves. Unless you unless you want to talk about it, Mister Mister Johnny D. I mean. I think the reason I like about it the most is the slowdown of it. Yes. MKX went in a lot of slowdowns in their fatalities just to give you that extra feeling of like, ugh. Um, both of his fatalities are fantastic. Dude. Puppet Master is great. It's fucking, it, it's just fucked up, man. Especially from you and I being like <laughs> with our fucking love of horror background and shit like that, dude. That is just like, Oh, dude, I couldn't even imagine like just being held there by your tendons, like how must that must fucking feel. But dude, Telecopter is just it's fucking brutal, man. It's a mess. He literally gets rained on by body chunks, dude. Like it's fucking it's great, dude. Hands even even I was disgusted in the Telecopter like and a massive horror fan like you said and i was just like what the fuck is you know what, this you know what it is for me dude it's that first slowdown chop of the mm. face dude you're just like and then it goes right back to full it's like you're just like oh my god dude like and the yeah, attention to detail fantastic dude fantastic i'm glad you said that that's awesome buddy fuck um yes. So yeah, obviously mine was Telecopter 2. I do have a couple honorable mentions if you want to hear. Yep. Uh, so Jax has one that I think was fucking hilarious called T-Rex. And that's where he punches your arms into your body. So you're like this. And he fucking <laughs> hits you down. And he rips open your fucking jaw, dude. Like super fucking wide Muppet style. And then takes his cigar and fucking puts it out on your tongue just for fucking added insult. Like, I understand why they called it T-Rex, but they almost should have called it like ashtray to me or something. You know what I mean? Like, just because of that sweet little added fucking bullshit at the end. On top of that, I have to go with also honorable mention. Dude, like I said, these games, the fatalities are just so over the fucking top, dude. It's really hard to choose one. Telecopter still was Telecopter wasn't actually that hard to choose because I already knew even before going into it, I was like, oh, I'll do that one for sure. Um, yeah. Quan Chi's mind game. That's a fucked up one, Ooh. too, because uh, that one, it gives you a nice slowdown in as well. But that one is where Quan Chi pulls up his sword and has it floating there and controls your guy to walk in slowly mouth fucking first, dude, right. Through yeah. the fucking, oh, dude. Fantastic. Just super fucked up. Fits Quan Chi perfectly. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like 
Ugh, I couldn't even imagine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, just it's so stuff. fucking hard to choose these. Like, this is it's like one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my life. Right? Like, dude, just like I said, watching 30 minutes of fucking fatalities and like <laughs> after like, man, I really like that one. Then you see another one, you're like, ooh, but I really like that one too. Like, and then the last uh, honorable mention I would have to give is uh, my girl Cassie Cage for her selfie fatality because oh. it's fucking stupid, it's fucking ridiculous, and I love it. Um, it's a quick fatality, obviously. You know, she takes a baton and fucking hits the jaw off, but then goes with a nice little selfie uh, upload. And I love that it expands out and gives you its own little like Facebook content page. And the best part is, is like if you pay attention. The, the comments that they have scrolling up from all the different characters and like all their weird usernames and shit. I think my favorite one was from Kano. It was like, Hey, say hi to your mom for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? like fucking perfect. dude. And Oh yeah, dude. I like, I think like sub zero was one of us like, that's cold. And it, it's just, it fits with that humor in mortal Kombat so well. It was good. So let's see that being said, sir, we are uh is that uh are we on final thoughts here now yes yes we are all righty so final thoughts on mk expo um you know like well as much as i love mk9 like it is my favorite game but this one is definitely like it one ups the ante with everything i mean you have to admit this game is incredibly more superior than the last in in so many ways um well, that's how I felt anyway, but, but I like I like how they introduce it, you know, these past characters that have the kids to the game and for that new generation. And like I said, it just gives that story a bit more of a heartfelt meaning and you really feel for these characters. I, I couldn't really pick anything wrong with this game. If I, I, I suppose I probably could if I really, really broke it down, but it was really fucking hard not to see anything wrong with it. Fair enough. Um, so MKX, dude, I love it. I still feel like MK9 is my favorite. I feel like this is where it starts getting not too much, like over. I don't even want to know how to say. Like, there's not so much that it's just almost like ew, but it's yeah. getting to that point where you're just like, just the variations is a cool idea, but I didn't personally need it because once I, like I said, once I find one I like, I'm only going to use the one variation. And in this one, you can't change it up like you can in the new one. So, but I love the costumes. The art style was definitely jarring at first, but I have accepted it. And I actually really do like the realistic art style now that they've gone with, um, you know, the ladies all aren't rocking like triple D fucking titties and like all that, you know what I mean? Like they're actually dressed like how you normal, like how fighters would be dressed and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Right. Like you, you know, when a fucking strip and like fucking Melina, I mean, dude, we can go still back on MK nine with like Melina's flesh pit costume, Ooh. where it's just literally fucking straps. But, uh, yeah. all in all, man, MKX was great. Uh, had some good additions. They kept the, you know, they kept our power bar from MK nine, which I loved where we still got your enhance, your breaker and your x-rays. X-rays were over the fucking top. All the fatalities are over the top. DLC characters, great. Um, yeah, man. It, like I said, MK9 is still my favorite, but I feel like MKX is literally right there underneath it, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. All righty, buddy. So with that being said, we are on our last game. We're pulling in at an hour and 51 right now. So we won't rush, rush, but 
we'll kind of rush through this game a little bit because MK11 is still current. People are still fucking playing it. So, yep. You know what I mean? This, we don't really have to retrospect about something that's still fucking fresh in the media. <laughs> that's it. All righty. So, MK11, bum, 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 right here on my little Twitch. So MK11 dropped out in 2019. Developer NetherRealm Studio, publisher Warner Brothers, director at Boone, producer Gray, Grammy, Graham, I don't know, Grammy Bayless. I'm gonna go with that. I apologize, I fucked your name up, dude. Designers John Edwards, programmers Gavin Fraber, artist Steve Baron, writers Dominic Ciancillo. Man, I probably fucked that one up again, dude. Sean Kittleson, and our composer is Wilbur Rajat. The second. Ooh. Take it away with a breakdown, buddy. No worries. After Chinook's defeat at the end of MKX, we find Raiden, who has been turned due to the corrupted Jensei, touring the Elder God. Oh, sorry, torturing the Elder God. Raiden announces that he is fed up and will destroy all enemies of Earthrealm before they could ever attack it again. After decapitating Chinook, after, after Raiden teleports away, we are introduced to the Keeper of Time, Kronika, who is enraged at Raiden for upsetting the balance of time. Tired of Earthrealm's constant defiance, Kronika devises a plan to bring order to the universe through any means necessary. Dun, dun, dun. Did I say her name right? The second time you did, the first time, I think you messed up a little bit. It's all right. Damn. But yeah, it's Kronika, but... Kronika. Very nice, very nice. So our characters for this game, returning... We have Baraka, Devora, Frost, after getting the chapter four in the story, Jade, Johnny Cage, Kano, Kotalkan, Liu Kang, Raiden, Scarlet, Sub-Zero, Cassie Cage, Aaron Black, Jackie Briggs, Jax Briggs, Cabal, Katana, Kung Lao, Noob Saibot, Scorpion, and Sonya Blade. For We don't get as many new characters in this one as we did in MKX. Um just because this story was this story was interesting uh they they stuck with the time they they kept going with the time obviously you know we're talking about chronica who literally controls all the fucking time um but in this one for new characters we have cetrion gyrus the collector which is a very interesting like i like him uh chronica who's unfortunately unplayable and I'm going to give a shout out to this one because even though he's not a fighter, you do play as him. He is known as the descendant of Apep. And he's actually the new playable character that's in the crypt in the new. Uh, I mean, the crypt in itself is like a whole new little game. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking pretty, huge. Dude, it's fucking flushed out. And now they got event. I mean, I think there's an event going on right now. Uh, Noob Sabat event for a specific Kronika room. I actually read this morning. Uh, sick. Yeah, so if anybody's got an MK11 and you didn't know and you're listening to it right now, fucking hop in that shit. You got probably about a half a day left. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fucking huge. And not to mention you can refill coat. You know what I mean? You could refill the crates at some spots and then go back and still get more shit. Like it's, it's fucking ham, dude. And then so this one for MK11 for sure, dude, they brought the DLC and they brought the DLC fucking hard. <laughs> So give us the list, buddy. Who do we get for DLC characters? So we've got Shang Tsung, played by another other than Carrie. How the hell do you say that? So I'll take my shot at this. I think it's Carrie Hiroki Tagawa. Yes. Could be, could be wrong, but I, I think that's where it is. 
We have also Nightwith, uh, Nightwolf, Nightwolf, the Terminator, Sindel, the Joker, Spawn, Fujin, Shiva, Robocop, Melina, Rain, and John motherfucking Rambo. <laughs> you like that? I had to put that in like that, dude. It's John I was either gonna Rambo, s- dude. That's right. I, like, I was going to probably say it that way anyway, but man. <laughs> right? Like, I feel like I knew it anyway, so I was just like, I'm just going to type it. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, we, get a, we get a fucking cast of characters for DLC in this bitch, dude. Not only classic MK characters, but... Once again, man, MK's doing it for us, man. They're doing it for us little kids on the inside. They're giving us our action figures that we are fucking fighting against, bro. They're going hard. Yep. We got fucking goddamn Terminator versus Robocop. Like, fucking it, dude. And then we got Sly to throw in there, too. So now you got Arnold versus Sly. So there's a whole nother fucking dynamic that's, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's so fucking good. And obviously, like we mentioned in the last game, uh, we finally get our spawn because McFarlane did one. McFarlane was he was really gain to see spawn go into an MK series like he wanted it. And uh, for those who don't know, spawn has been in another fighting game. He was actually in Soul Calibur 2 on original Xbox. And he was great on that. But obviously, MK can do him justice because, you know, spawns not a nice guy. <laughs> Far from it. Yeah, he's uh, he gets things done and he gets them done dirty. So, buddy, what do we got for additions in this game? So we have a gear system now that fighters have now three pieces of gear unique to each uh, to each character. You know, the gear can be leveled up as well as add special arguments argumentations. Sorry, no, uh, it can help. They can help during single player modes, borrowed from Injustice <sighs> Two. Very nice. We also have Towers of Time added, bringing the idea from Injustice to Multiverse Planet slash Towers to where they are timed and will offer certain rewards, a little bit like the last game. Right. So in the last game, it was always a consistence of three towers, where this one, and like I, I had to mention, obviously, because Injustice 2 did it in, in their multiverse uh, section, but this one, it kind of gives you they're not planets. They're more towers in this one. Planets were uh, injustice. But yeah, now you get, what is it? Six, I think. You get yes. six towers, or I'm sorry, six alternating towers that will always change in and out. And like some of them are on the hour, some of them are on the daily, some of them. And then there's another one where you could buy, and it's character specific towers to where you do five different towers per each character. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, but you got to buy that bitch for like, 25,000 gold in order yes. to do that. And then you can unlock some sweet fucking unlocks by doing it, dude. You can get some nice costumes for your characters and some sweet augments. And then after you beat it, you can do it again for 50,000 coins and fucking go through even harder towers. So, yeah, because because each, each tower's got their own little, um, like easy, medium, and hard, don't they? Like, you actually can't set it, they choose the foyer. Uh, Is that correct? Yes. You are yes. correct. They, they they already come out with difficulty. So, I mean, you know what the difficulty is. Um, and the interesting thing with these towers too, is you can't always pick a character that you necessarily want to pick. Some of these characters, some of these towers, just like even in MKX, there's specific towers for specific characters. Um, and it might do with just like some weird little story arc or thing. And it's nothing like major or main story, but you know what I mean? Like it's always something to do with like, I don't know. I think one I played with where you got to be Katana and it's, it's supposed to be about like her taking back her rifle, you know, 
thrown essentially or something like that so you're fighting all outward people in that in that particular one so so we also have uh for the first time we get an added continuing story from the dlc of aftermath which also gives roles to the previously released dlc characters yeah this was a sweet add-on um first time we get a whole extra story which i think was still almost like another solid two fucking hour story if i'm not mistaken i've only played through aftermath once unfortunately um but yeah it was kind of nice because in most of the games when we get our dlc characters the dlc characters aren't really involved in the main story per se like x obviously you know we had cameos and stuff like that from Muraichu and i think tanya um yeah and maybe even tremor popped up but like this one dude actually is a full-out flush story all involving around and i love it it's involving fucking shang sung night wolf and fujin and it's fucking yes. great dude and i've talked to some people they didn't like what they did with sindel in it i personally didn't mind it i liked it um yep. i mean we can kind of go into that i don't know like <laughs> i i I, I like that the fact that they made her she's always been evil and some people don't like that and that's fine yeah but i feel like the fact that she was playing ruse on everybody and she literally was like no man i was all about shang like shao khan coming in because you know he's a man and uh you know she had her own evil tensions the whole time even though we were always allowed led to believe that she was um turned evil or you know controlled by the sorcerers or whatnot so now you're a man. Yeah, buddy. So last but not least, we have the triple meter of the last two games. Uh it's ditched for the new offensive slash defensive meter. So still allowing you to perform enhanced moves as well as combos. So yeah, the new uh system, I don't want to get too much into it. And obviously, if you got MK11, you know, dude, MK11 is a technical fighter. It is a a lot more technical than any of the other ones have, and it'll break down. I mean, like obviously, you know, if you're in the fighting game tournament and shit, like all that stuff, you're gonna know frame rates and all like, you know what I mean? Like how many seconds per move this uses and all that shit. Dude, this game actually breaks it down and tries to explain it to you. And even if it does it in the nicest way it does possible, it still can come off confusing as fuck. Oh, it's way too much. I do. I agree. Uh, the first time I took in MK 11, I was kind of, uh, it was worse than how I felt with MKX and MKX was only because it was graphically different where this was just, and I play the and I have the Injustice games. We're going to be talking about those. And clearly, Nether Realm is you know they're borrowing stuff from their other property because they're learning as they go. Yes, that's fine. Um, and I understand you want to get replayability out of a game. You know what I mean? That's fine. But it's just like, dude, when you go into a menu and there's that much shit to fucking look at, it can be it can be overbearing yes um it's actually one of the mks that you might want to spend a half a day in the practice and the training thing just fucking reading and learning all the new shit that they added in this game uh with the enhanced moves like brody mentioned before like you know you can enhance your combos and keep juggling a lot fucking like just a lot crazier um breakers are kind of there but the thing that pissed me off about it is they changed the button placement of it. So it doesn't deal with just your standard block. It's your RB button or your R1 button. 
instead of your block. So at least for me going in, that was very confusing. I can't speak for yourself, but yeah, no, because I, I played it on uh, PC, so it was a little bit different. Than okay. But um, in saying that, though, I totally understand what you mean. Like, I remember going through that fucking um, – I was, like, trying to find even just how to play, you know, uh, just fight mode for a second. It was just very overwhelming just to see, like, if you know what I mean. Like, you just as soon as you open up the game, it was just, like, fucking in your face, bang, and I was like, uh yeah, and what do I do what do I fucking do? There's a lot of games like that, dude. That will that that shit just turns me right off, dude. Like when I tried playing, not that it even has anything to do, with, but when I tried like playing like Destiny for the first time, that's one reason I hated fucking Destiny. There was just too much shit to take in from the menus, and I'm like, I don't want to read all this shit, dude. God damn it, I just want to play. That's and right. I'm not gonna like I'm not listen. I'm not shitting completely on K11. Obviously, I love it. I own fucking two copies of it. It's still Mortal Kombat, but that's it. Very drastic changes to the formula, I feel. Um, yeah. Whether they're good or bad, that's personal opinion. Um, but it's cool, man, because, you know, they're, like, going on with, like, Combat League and all that other good shit. So, alrighty. So, with that being said, and once again, we don't have tons of behind-the-scenes ones for this bad boy. Um, but for behind-the-scenes for Mortal Kombat 11, this is the first MK in over 20 years uh, since MK4 to be titled with a number and not a subtitle. While the 10th entry is known as MKX, even though the X is obviously clearly a Roman numeral that we all know, they actually never counted it as all the marketing was referred to X as the letter. Ooh. So it was kind of weird. Like, yeah, it was MK10, but they didn't want to call it MK10, but they didn't also want to call it MK. I don't know. Whatever, man. You got to market it how you got to market it, I guess. That's it. All right, so this is the first MK that all playable characters speak during their arcade endings. However, minus the Terminator, which, side note, why the fuck did they not get Arnold to voice the fucking Terminator for this game? They got fucking Sly to do Rambo. They got fucking Welling to do goddamn Robocop. We couldn't get Schwarzenegger to do the fucking Terminator. Or at least someone to do the fucking Terminator. No offense, man, but we could have fucking pulled Bobby... Our own beloved fucking Bobby Amone <laughs> in here. Better fucking voice acting on the goddamn Terminator than what the fuck we got in this game. Like, it's okay. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, man, you can find somebody doing that way better. If I mean, like, why just, just why couldn't they get Arnold? Like, what the fuck? Dude? He did the Predator game. You know what I mean? He voiced yeah. Dutch and that new shit. Like, so obviously he's down, but sorry didn't mean to rant there for a second but it was just it's just that's something that's on my mind since he's even been dropped absolutely i can just picture bobby fucking doing that now well he oh, basically bobby does it great. nearly every week yeah he does he's like oh how are you like, <laughs> fucking great uh so this is the first game in the current series to have no test your luck mode hmm. test your luck i feel because they added so much extra bullshit into this game they're just like we don't have room for it. <laughs> <coughs> this game has no in-game bios. And unfortunately, that was that has been a staple since the Deadly Alliance game in 2005. Instead, or I'm sorry, 2002. Instead, bios could actually be, fine, uh, be found on the game's website. Eh. Yeah. Give me that extra content, baby. To that. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I don't want to go somewhere else to see my extra content. Fuck that. Put it in the game, damn it. 
<laughs> you put everything so this, else in it. Why would you fucking stop there? Yeah, right. All right. So this is the second Mortal Kombat game to where Rain has actually been DLC. What the fuck? Isn't Why do they keep making us pay for Rain? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we already had to pay for him once. Like if you're gonna do DLC MK characters, change it up every game. Don't give us the same DLC character that we had in the last couple iterations. You know what I mean? Granted, he wasn't an X, but we got him in nine as DLC. So still great in the game. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But you know, what the fuck? And the last but not least, MK11 is the second game in the series to feature two characters from a shared universe. That being Terminator and Robocop. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, they actually, back in the 90s, had a shared comic book series as well as a video game crossover, which was fucking awesome because you played as Robocop, just murking a bunch of Terminators. Uh, The first, obviously, being MKX, as we previously mentioned, with Alien v. Predator. Okay, so... Just a a little side note with the Terminator and Robocop thing. I saw the other day... A um, well, obviously, it was based off the Robocop versus Terminator comics. Yeah, it was actually a Robocop morphed endoskeleton, really. And it like it was a little figurine and it looked fucking amazing. I don't know, it, it can you remember if that's in the comics or have you read the I comics? Unfortunately, don't, dude. I never got to read the comics when I was a kid, it was always one that I wanted, and I remember seeing yep. the ads for it all the fucking time. And like other comics that I had, yeah. Um, I p- played the game on Super when I was a kid. Never owned it. I think I rented it. Yeah, but that would probably be a good Chad Daddy question, dude. Chad Daddy knows his comics pretty fucking deep. He might know that one. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I might save that for Chad Daddy. But I will send you a photo of it. It looked amazing. Fuck yeah, dude. I'd I'd be interested to see that shit. All righty. So now that we are done with our behind the scenes, let's hit these questions, buddy. So, the first time I played this, it was on the old uh, PC here, matey. Um, Bought it on Steam, Steam, right? Yeah, on Steam. And I thought I'd give it a crack. I played it a couple of times and, um, yeah, I I, I love it. Um, But like what we were talking about before, I found it really overwhelming uh, with so much content on this just going straight into it. Uh, I sort of actually spent half an hour just trying to figure out everything, like what was what, um, the crypt, the fucking, like the towers thing. I, I had no idea what the fuck the towers thing was. <laughs> Obviously, I did from the previous, but they'd sort of up the ante on this one. With, oh, yeah, uh, dude, like said. Yeah, like different different little uh, gameplays and that. So, but I don't know. Once you got that figured out, yeah, yeah it was it was pretty cool and. That crit, man, that was fucking interesting in itself. Dude, such a such a crazy addition to the crypt, dude. Like, especially because like MKX was like the weird, like first person kind of like you walked around and it was, you know, they had like jump scares and shit. Even in MK9, they tried to have jump scares, but this one is like, yo, man, we did these like awesome weird like spin-off games back on our last generation. Let's kind of go back to that formula, but we're just gonna do it with the crypt. And yeah. uh it's kind of got its own little story to it, which is weird. Like you could fight enemies. Like, I don't know. Like it's like, it's not a fully flushed out game, but it's, it's, it's still more, more than we've ever gotten with the crypt before. So it's, yeah, it feels like it's own little game to an extent. Oh yeah, dude. Like, I feel like if you're going in the crypt, you know, you're 
it's not like it's a quick journey. You know what I mean? You're probably spending a solid 30 minutes fucking around in there. So for me, the first time I played it is when the shit dropped. I bought it on Xbox One. Obviously, being me, I pre-ordered the fucking Ultimate Edition right from the well. It wasn't Ultimate then. I pre-ordered the Uber Edition that came with like the first season pass or whatever. Blah 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 blah. Um, and then obviously, as the DLCs kept dropping, I picked up Aftermath on the one. Uh, and then when it came down to the last season, season pass. I never actually picked that up on the one. And that's because I kind of like fell off MK 11 a little bit. I actually went back to X. Um, because once again, man, I just 11's good, but it, it, there's just so much to it. And it's such more of a technical fighter. And I actually want to throw this out. I could be wrong, but it's actually a little bit slower paced either. You know what I mean? We got yeah. rid of the run again, which kind of sucked. Cause I fucking love the run. So, a lot of people I knew that play this, dude, they just they didn't know how to feel because it's just like, wow, why does it feel so fucking slow? And it really isn't slow. It's just it's slower, I think, than what we are used to because it fights so differently. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's hard to explain. But obviously, then, you know, if anybody listens to their shows, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I have the switch. I got like we got fucking four of them in this house. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> when the movie first dropped and we knew it was coming uh this was a few months back we didn't even have a trailer or nothing yet dude it was just like boom here it's coming like we fucking knew and they just started to talk about it It was at that point where it was like this is only a couple months out we still haven't got a trailer and this is when brody and i we started our little like love relationship on fucking mk for sure dude because it just it just spawned from there so went out and picked that shit up on the switch normal base version came home instantly bought the ultimate upgrade edition so i have at least all of it on the switch so i got all the characters all the fucking dlc and all that good shit dude fucking i so for mk11 who is your favorite character buddy well i went back to using scorpion and that was going to tie into what you were just saying about the running um because you can't obviously run, you could use scorpions, get over here and pull them into you. For, and, um, but even, even that, I, I guess I kind of just missed playing him over the years. And, and, um, I don't think I've actually picked him yet for this part of the segment. But yeah, in saying that, I love playing him in this game, especially with these sweet combos. You know, they actually take away a huge portion of the enemy's health bar. Oh, yeah, dude. But, and yeah. The, the use that of his, that mate, shit, dude. Like, oh yeah, it was it was so fucking cool that you that yeah you could use his sword like a lot. I know you can use his sword in the previous <laughs> games, but there was just a different different um, game style play about him that I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, like the major thing for me was the running situation, and so I thought, you know what? How can I actually um, uh, fucking enhance on that so i i played a scorpion one day and i was able to use this get over here just to pull the character toward and, and it just felt quicker by doing that you know it's just that little little thing and so every time i'll play someone i'll be like get over here even though they'll know what i'm fucking doing you know it's just little right. things like that and um yeah so basically he's going back to yeah scorpion. going back to the og scorpion all right um yeah i gotta let me ask you this bud how did you feel that they kind of tweaked up his uh get over here and you know what i mean like so you know how like okay so if you do the regular version now he does it yes. and he pulls him in and pulls him past and hits him with a sword slash so it's not the old school set you up for a 
an open hit. However, if you enhance it, it does. Yes. But obviously you're, you're, you're losing an enhance bar. So how did you feel about that? Cause well, it never really, I suppose now looking back on it, yeah, it's, it's a bit shit, but it never really affected me because in the past, I never really ever played him much since the, the Mortal Kombat um, or even the first two games. I didn't really play with him much throughout the other, the other games, but I totally understand what you say. It, it, It is a bit shitty. I found. Well, you know where they stole that from? They did that to him in injustice. So in the yeah. first injustice, when they brought Scorpion, yeah, they kind of like, I don't know if it's nerf. I don't know if I'd really say that thing, but yeah, they like tweaked his spear and I don't know. Yeah. It was just I, I was it a was bit different. hit and miss on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I liked it. They were trying to bring something new and different to the character, but yeah, you know, like. But that being said, that being said, I love the addition and I wish I remember the name of it, but I love the addition that now he can take this his spear and chain and fucking actually swing it around like Takeda did in MK. Yeah. Like that shit is fucking great. And it's a good way to fucking kill some distance in between your person. Yes. Um, fuck yeah, dude. So funny enough, man, I actually, use, I mean, obviously I gotta say once again, cage has always been my boy in this and he's still always going to be my boy. Um, yep. and I love the fact that they, for DLC, they added the movie characters from 95 MK with fucking yeah. Lyndon Ashby as cage, fucking Christopher Lambert as Raiden and fucking, um, Oh my God, I'm forgetting her name. Bridget Nelson for, uh, Sonya. Yeah. Sad they didn't get Robin Shaw as Luke Hang, but you know, you can get what you get. Um, honestly though, man, like, I'm going to have to pick. Uh, I love Rambo, dude. He's fucking awesome. I thought he was going to be yeah. kind of a weird DLC character compared to the rest of the DLC characters. Cause you're just like, okay, man, you got two cyborgs. You got another hell spawn. You got, I mean, Joker was kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. I get it. Like Warner brothers wants to be like, Hey, put a Warner brothers character in there. You know, just cause obviously another realms keeps doing it with injustice. They're like, Hey, we got injustice, but here's MK characters. I'm like, no, stop that. Like that's, <laughs> they got their own shit. Um, <laughs> Rambo's fucking awesome though, dude. And his lines are great. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I really like his play style. He kind of reminds me almost like of like Kano, uh, especially like if you're like super grapply with Kano. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, there's a lot. And I got to say, Honorable mention, uh, they fucking did fantastic with Sindel in this game. Yes. I think Sindel, I think they really flushed her out. And I love the fact that like her scream and everything is almost like her, like she's got like a banshee in her or she is like part band. You know what I mean? Like, it, like she's got this like spirit that comes out and like, that's what's great. Like just the aesthetics of that is looks fucking amazing. Like, I don't know. And you see that in her fatalities too. They really oh, show yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah they fucking do. Especially the first one where they just she just screams the fuck out of him. So worst character for MK11, buddy. Uh, I had Scarlet for this one. Um, another female worst character. <laughs> um, no, look, I I find her to just be awfully bad, and she has really weak combos, um, and that's a big no no for me. Um, you know, her, her fighting skills are very mediocre. Just, yeah. What, 
I don't know. Like she's really not a distance. I find she's not a distance um, character like Scorpion. As I said, like you can play so far away from each character and do your thing and still have an effect on them. Where you, I kind of find you have to be close to the characters for her. I don't know. Okay. It's just yeah, it's just something about that that it, it's, it's probably more so the weak combos for me. I'm not a huge fan of that. That's fine. Um, yeah, this one was a tough one for me too, buddy. Honestly, because like I feel like everybody plays pretty well in this game. Like I think. Yeah. Okay, so I like the way Shiva plays, but holy fuck, dude! If you play online, you and if somebody picks Shiva, you might as well just pretend like you're gonna see the stomp. That's all they're going to try is doing the fucking stomp over and over and over and over and over again. It's fucking annoying. Um, and I'm not going to pick her for worse characters because I actually really liked her in this. And especially with the DLC and everything, like they really flush her character out that much more. So for worse character. Oh, man, this is a tough one. I, I Like, honestly, I feel like Joker. Joker was not needed. And because like I, I like all the base characters, they're all great. I wish we got more of the returning like newer characters from X. But you know, we got a couple. We got Cassie, we got Aaron Black, we got fucking Jackie, um, and they definitely upgraded Jackie too. Yes, but yeah, man, Joker. Like I don't know. I know they wanted Joker because he's a violent character, so they wanted him in a violent game. Ever since MK versus DC, but it's just like, eh, I don't know. It's corny. Yeah, and like, okay, I like the lines that, like, you know, like when he refers to Batman, and I like that he has like a Batman gun and shit. But just, I don't know. Out of all these DLC characters, I feel like he was kind of just like the shit. Like, just eh, didn't need him. But I will say, because he is in there, though, we do get some amazing DC referenced costumes for a lot of our characters. Yes. And that being said, so like Noob Sabat, they get uh, he's um. Is it the darkest night? It's the or the, the the Batman who smiles or whatever. It's like the evil fucking Batman. Like he's got that costume. Baraka's got Killer Croc, which is fucking great. Um, Kano's got Cyborg's fucking costume. Like uh, Katana's got Catwoman. Like yeah, dude. It, it, it's so I am pleased with the random like Warner Brother references in it too. So it's not all bad, but you could have taken you could have put his spot in and given us a different mk character that we haven't seen in a while or you know what i mean something like bring back fucking rieko where the fuck is rieko you know what i mean like but that's for another day all right buddy favorite level of mk11 kodal's coliseum Ooh. I, I just think it has yeah beautiful aesthetic about it. You know, it reminds me. All right, so this is probably I don't know. It's going to probably sound stupid, but it just reminds me of Gladiator. I mean, if I was to fight there in real life at any of the stages, it would totally be this one. It makes me feel like a badass motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> and, like and when I fatality the shit out of someone, you know, like just reminds me of uh, Russell Crowe and just your <laughs> shit. Yeah, you're not entertained. So, yeah, look, to be honest, I don't think there is a bad level in this game, but this one to me just conquers all. All right. So, I, uh, it came down to three for me, buddy, which was kind of <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't do it. All right. So, the three I picked was Retrocade, yep. which you got in a DLC update, which is – if you haven't seen it, it's great. It gives you – it. It's just super fucking fanboy nod shit. You know what I mean, dude? Like, I know it's actually based off of the arcade at 
NetherRealm Studios. Yeah. But yeah, you get the big display, you get projectors throwing up all the classic backgrounds from like MK1 and 2 and 3. But then you see like all these random nods to like cardboard cutouts of MK Deception and fuck it. You know what I mean? It's just all this cool random shit. And once again, find myself looking at more shit in the background than paying attention to the fucking fight sometimes. <laughs> uh, so I feel like that's the first one. And then the other two I'll mention just quickly was the Cyber, uh, Cyber Lin Kuei Assembly factory yep. i thought that was really cool uh we get to see where you know our beloved cyraxes and uh sectors were made and the last but not least i would throw out the black dragon fight club specifically because they brought back leather ch- leather faces chainsaw and i fucking love it as a environmental attack essentially fuck i did not know that yeah, it's, it's one of those just quick ones where you can pick up RB and you like hit them, but it, it totally like they pick it up and they fucking do the mid slash. And I'm like, well, that's clearly they're bringing that back from fucking Leatherface from after that. So, yeah, sweet little nod. And it's uh, I mean, it's Kano's level, dude. You know what I mean? It's a dirty fucking level. And I love it. Yeah, fucking earth. All righty, buddy. So we are on favorite fatality. fatality. Yes. All right, um, buddy. What you got? Well, this was extremely hard. Another one that was extremely hard uh, because majority of fatalities are fucking fantastic. But I had to narrow it just down to one, and it would be Night Wolf's jaw ripped Ooh, title nice. comatose. So what you would do is put a fucking uh, tomahawk into your face, rip down your jaw, but not only does it rip down your jaw, it starts peeling your ribs from your body. Get mm. right down to your uh, genitalia, and then, oh, the, oh, and to finish it off, he throws another tomahawk into your face. Just, so, to, just to add just that to, mustard. Yeah, that's it. Just to just to sweeten the deal. So, but I have to, I have to mention RoboCop's dick shot in this. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I love how they play the homage to the film. And when I was watching a video on this fatality, it was Robocop versus John Rambo. Mm. And so that was pretty cool to see Rambo get his dick shot off. (laughs) Very nice, dude. (laughs) So uh, I have a couple honorable mentions, but I think my main one that I definitely picked down was uh, one of Shang Tsung's, and that was called Condemned to the Dam. And uh, yes. So he drops down hooks, picks you up, and then a little hell portal opens up where two demons come out and literally rip the fucking shit out of you. And it's an intense fatality. As a horror lover, dude, it's right up my alley because it's just throwing in random monsters just fucking you up, which is sweet. And uh, yeah. And then for honorable mention, I mean, I got a couple of them. I got to say Cabal's Road Rash. Fantastic. Oh, yes. Um, that'd be pretty much like if Flash went, like if we had reverse Flash killing off people, that's pretty much what it'd be like. I'm like, nope, fuck you, dude. Eyeballs popping out and all. And then second honorable mention would have to actually be Sindel called Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. And that's when she takes her hair out and it kind of goes like, it literally goes in like all the orifices and shit of his body and like fucking just, it's fucked. It's awesome. It, it's great, dude. Just perfect. Is this the one where Noob saw? Uh, is it Noob 
has like two portals and he has like those fucking synths, uh, what, what it, scythes, and he sticks yes. them in one portal and then they come out and, and then, yeah, they rip that bloke apart. I thought that was a pretty fucking cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. I like the, well. I like the introdu- introduction of the scythe like stuck in his fucking chest. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. And then, uh, one last one would actually be Cassie's girl power. And I only like it because every time like, dude, for something with the cage, man, they just got to go for the nuts. And uh, she starts off at the the full distance of the screen. I think shoots like five or six shots up the fucking front to give you that nice like opening. And then she just yep. comes up and fucking bashes you as hard as she can in the nuts, dude, to pop your skeleton out the top. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's something about that man just hits it every time and I love it delicious so with that being said sir final thoughts on MK11 you know uh, these games just keep improving every time Um, obviously we've talked about our negatives with it Um, but yeah like uh, as as I say you know the character development's there like you have to have that to have these games um, feel complete in, in that sense and the fatalities are fucking great again um the graphics of the game are incredible um i I will just say that i did struggle to play this on pc but and and it's probably just me but i need to play this on a ps4 to which i haven't yet so i must really get one to play this and just really get in that zone for it there you go very nice bud uh i think the only thing i could add on that man it's uh you know like we said this is definitely not my favorite mk um I don't think it's a perfect version of it. I think they're trying some new things. I guess we will see in the new iteration whether they stick or not. Uh, It's still a good MK. Giving it a second refreshing uh, chance on the Switch. Now, granted, the Switch is graphically like pushed back a little bit, but they did that, so obviously you could still play kind of fast and stuff. It's definitely given me a a better appreciation for it, dude. and It's made me even start playing it more on the Xbox One again. Um, I like that they... Like they took out x-rays, but they kind of kept them. I liked how they managed them in this one more to where you only get one per round instead of just consistently building them up. Yeah. Um, I think that was a great tweak. Uh, other than that, man, I mean, graphically, it looks amazing. The gear sets, uh, obviously that aesthetic is stolen from Injustice 2, but I think it kind of works well because obviously you can kind of customize your character a little bit. And the costume amounts, dude, you get with each character is like ridiculous, dude. It's like fucking 30 to 40 costumes per character. Like, I mean, all Endless. different color variations. Yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid. Um, that being said, it's a great game. I hope, obviously, like this isn't our last MK, and I don't think it will be. Uh, I do think it's going to be our last MK personally on PS4 and Xbox One. That is just my guess. Only yes. because, obviously, yes, they did just release the Ultimate Editions and ultimate only editions on Xbox Series One X as well as PS5, which look fucking phenomenal on those, by the way. They run amazing. Um, but I feel like that's the one thing with MK. Every time we get a new system out, we're jumping to the new system and we're going to start up a new generation of MK. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, with our Series One, we got, we only got two. Technical MKs, usually we try to get three. Like, we've been getting three per generation, I feel. You know, obviously, one through three. We had on the classic systems, Deadly Lines through Armageddon. We had on GameCube and PS2, all that good shit. Um, 
And you might be like, yo, Big Johnny D, what's up about like 360 PS3? Well, PS3 and 360, we only got two. We got MK versus DC and we got MK9. But they did drop the MK Arcade collection in the middle of those two just to try to get some extra bang for buck. Um, and then obviously with this one, we got Accent 11 on the current system, current systems, quote unquote. Um, no, it's a fun game. It's great. Uh, the DLCs are great. The story modes are fan fucking tastic, both of them. Uh, yeah, if you want a four to five hour fucking Mortal Kombat movie, man, you can just play both fucking story modes and you, it's fucking <laughs> solid as fuck, dude. Uh, I don't think Chronica is personally the best baddie that has ever come around. Um, she's kind of like eh to me. Um, yep. But, you know, she works well for this. And it, it's interesting for them to kind of go back to the whole uh, time split to where they meet their younger selves and shit. But obviously, you know, play story mode. I don't want to ruin that for anybody if you have it. But I think that's it, man. I mean, it's, it's great. Uh, and I hope we continue to get more. And obviously, it's if we do, it, I think it's going to be on the newer generations. And it'll probably be it'll probably be at least another year or two before we get anything else. But... I feel like NetherRealm Studios has been going with the flavor of. Oh, okay. So that's what I was going to say. Well, we did get two MKs on 360. We got Injustice. Yes. And on PS3 as well. So we had Injustice. So technically, we got three NetherRealm Studio games. Same for the last with Xbox One and PS4. We had Injustice 2. So once again, three NetherRealm games. So that seems like that's like their consistent method of like going with it. So that being said, if they do stick with Injustice, maybe you'll see, now that you see Ultimate 11 on the newer systems, maybe you'll see Injustice 3 drop first before we would actually see a new MK drop. Oh. Yep. But I'm going to hold my uh, breath and hopefully uh, when it tro- the movie drops on the 23rd, maybe we'll get some sweet Ooh. DLC or some addition to MK11, seeing that'll be its two-year anniversary coming up. Damn and uh, Realm Studios sometimes like to do shit like that, so... But I think that's it, buddy. I think we're good. We're wrapping the shit up at two hour, two and a half hours. We went a little overboard, but you know, <laughs> still didn't get to that three hour mark. So that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. With that being said, uh, thank you for joining in to round four of Fatality and MK Retrospective. I am your co-host, Mr. Big Johnny D, saying see you next week. And this is your doppelganger kangabanger all the way from down under saying see ya, amigos. Fatality.